Nasenibra bedi del. Onyamia yenya onyeda. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Film Buds podcast. This is episode number 125. Wow. And my name is Henry. <laughs> I'm Chloe. And we're coming at you with another remote edition. <laughs> we're coming at you. Come, coming at you. Another <laughs> That's quarantine. Like the least film buds energy of anything we've ever said. <laughs> quarantine edition. <laughs> so, Ring that bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First off, we hope everyone out there is staying safe and healthy, if at all possible. Chloe. Chloe. Yes, I agree. Yes. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay, Henry. How are you? Not too bad. That's good. <laughs> and, and this time around, we have a review of... Extract, the Jason oh, Bateman, Mila Kunis, like 2000 and... I don't know, 2009 movie. Yeah. Was Mila uh, Kunis in that? Or did I make that up? I, I don't mean, know. I know Jason Bateman's in it. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, but, everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the yeah. most famous movie of all time. I'm sure. We have a review of the new Chris Hemsworth action film on Netflix, Extraction. Uh-oh, which did is... I watch the wrong movie? Huh? I said, uh-oh, did I watch the wrong movie? It's a little joke, Henry, a little oh. quip. Oh, whew. <laughs> All right. Hilarious. Sorry about, sorry about that. Mm. Which is also produced by the Russo brothers who did the Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Then we have a review of a, or a retro review of another Netflix film, Beasts of No Nation from mm. 2015 by so, Kerry Fukunaga. Strapping for that one. Yeah, of True Detective fame. And then we have maybe a little bit of news, some of the delays or cancellations that have happened recently, like Comic-Con. Yeah. Comic-Con. Oh, that's sad, that one, Comic-Con. Yeah. Hmm. And then I guess the Mission Impossible films have been pushed back as well. So a, a few things there. And then we also, similar to what we did on the Hateful Eight episode where we had listener quarantine entertainment stories, we have something similar to that where we had... A Facebook post and a lot of people contributed, and so we That's just have exciting. a big, yeah, just a, a big list of of titles. Not so much story structured, but just cool things people have been watching. So we'll get to that, and the make sure to email us at the podcast at gmail dot com if you haven't already. <laughs> just with anything, whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, anything, anything you Tell want. Tell us your favorite color. Yeah. How's it going? If you need help with your homework, depending on the topic, we could maybe do that. Yeah. Don't ask and... me about math. Right. Henry, can I ask you about math? I can. Yeah, sure. Really? You're good at math? I I got A's in math, so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then other stuff we watched, all the usual stuff. So thanks so much again for joining us. Chloe, it's great to see you. You too, Henry. Just getting a little weird. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Not you, but this. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything How are going you? on? I'm not. I'm not too bad. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing stuff. I can't quite tell you what I'm doing. So. Oh. That's a sign. Confidential. 
No, I can't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so confidential, even I don't know. Wow. No, you know, sending out uh, little, you know, cards and things of that nature and trying to do work in whatever capacity. Yes. I can't. I'm so lucky to be able to do things that I enjoy, so yeah. I can't take that for... Like talking to you, Henry. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I feel very fortunate. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, also a few a uh, few in-house things to talk about. We talked about it or mentioned it on the last couple episodes, but officially now the FilmBuds store, merchandise oh, yeah. store, which is at thefilmbuds.com, all products go to support COVID-19 charities. So that's not just a shirt or anything. It's It's everything. Everything you see there. It goes directly to charities, so please... The money does. The shirts or whatever go to you. <laughs> yes, yes. That, yeah, we should specify, yeah, or clarify. The virus doesn't like our merch. It said it doesn't want any. It kind of hurt our feelings. We were trying to reach an olive branch. It wasn't having it. Yeah. So we'll, gotta, we'll work on that. So if you can, buy buy something just to help support the those charities. We'd really appreciate it. And I feel like there's something else going on. Uh, YouTube video, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. God. So if you haven't seen already. Our, My white whale, that's video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our, our Film Buds video podcast, which it is now the, on our. The first one we ever did, Henry. It was. Yes. It's just coming out now because, uh, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'm bad yeah. at technology. <laughs> Took a lot of time to but, get that to work. Yeah, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and check out our YouTube page at the Film Buds Podcast. But we did, like we just said, released our, I guess, third yeah. official Hi, video. Nancy. <laughs> yeah, third yeah, official. people who commented. Yeah, mm. third official video edited by Chloe. Chloe, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Henry. And I think a lot of people are enjoying it. I've gotten some good feedback from it. Wow. Yeah. So well I think done I there. Need to, I might need to up my game from uh, iMovie. It's becoming quite irritating. Well, um, people seem to like it the way it is. Well, <laughs> that makes people. Go. I'm not there people. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <I'm> person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Check that out if you need uh, a few laughs. Yeah. Some Something like that. Uh, other, other than that, Chloe... Uh, uh, What's new with you, Henry? You're almost done with school. I am almost done. For I now, have, you're doing summer classes. I have about a week left of this semester, and then I have a few online classes that I'll be taking. So that'll be cool. Mostly math-based? All business-based. All business-based. That's math. Well, yeah, a little bit. I was trying to be funny, but I'm just so smart. <laughs> <laughs> business, and that's good. Henry, we can do some stuff. Yeah. I'm no well, help with business. Except one time at my, <laughs> I was in a synagogue youth group for about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a busy month though. We went to Washington and it was a very strange. But um, before that, there was a to raise money actually for that trip. Again, very narrow window of time I was involved in this. Um, because a lot of my best friends were in youth groups. Like Kaylee and her youth group was like so cool, and they always did. They like you know uh. Uh, dug up potatoes and stuff, sweet potatoes and stuff like that, which doesn't right. sound as good as it is. But anyway, 
you know, for a good cause and that kind of thing. So anyway, so I was like, I want a youth group. What the heck is this about? So my mom, as always, tirelessly, my Pamela, perfect person, found me, a, you know, whatever. I said, okay, great. So I went in and I was like, oh, all these people know each other for their whole lives. This is okay. Not quite. Well, okay, great. So then I was mm. in it. I was like, hmm. So mostly I was bored, right? And so, but the, the day I, the first time I went in there was to raise money for this, the trip that eventually I went on, which I'm still very surprised I did. Actually, that makes no sense in my, that's shocking. But anyway, <laughs> I'm really surprised now that I think about it. But anyway, um, it was only a weekend, but it felt like a month. But anyway, okay, so to raise money, there was like a bake sale. Mm-hmm. But they only, I'm going to come off really bad in this story, by the way, uh, as, uh, you know, as if that's not per usual. But, so, there's a big deal, <laughs> but they only made chocolate chip cookies. Like, that's the only kind of cookies they made for the okay. bake sale. It's right. the only thing there. And I said, okay, well, hmm. So, I, <laughs> we had, like, a lot of time, basically. We went out to set up in the little courtyard before, um, oh, I don't know I'm telling this this story is not so good. <laughs> so we had a little bit to set up before uh, people came out, and it was just like this big pile of cookies, and I was like, I don't think this is going to sell that well. Mm-hmm. So we, so I put them on three separate plates, and I said one was chocolate chip, double chocolate chip, and triple chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and then everyone was like, I don't, like the kids or whatever, like, I don't know what one you get, like that kind of thing, and they're like, oh, just go one of each. And I was like... <laughs> Hey, my plan worked pretty well, but there I'm not go. proud of. <laughs> I'm not well done, well done. <laughs> a true Gee, uh, kids. Yeah. So I don't. Who needs a summer business class when you can lie about how many chocolate chips are in a cookie? Yeah. That's 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 somehow one of my proudest and least proud moments of all time. Wow. Yeah. Have I ever told you about Merrick? Mm, I, it doesn't come to mind immediately, but it's possible. Oh my god, I made a documentary about him once. I've probably told you. He's my sworn enemy, but also, you know, bar company. Uh, mm. My favorite person, basically. Okay. Sure. Yes, Merrick. He has a very interesting life. I won't talk about him too much because uh, he'll find out somehow. And he, his family's involved in the Guatemalan government, so I don't want to get too, uh, yes, I know. So, anyway, but hmm. in elementary school, so we were like sworn enemies. We were like, the two best in like art class and stuff like all through all through school but we had a very strange relationship because again i i made a documentary about him so i was clearly uh, kind of obsessed with him right sure um in a in a fine way you know it's yeah mm. uh he's yeah better than any tv show character you've ever ever seen oh wow yes um but anyway so <laughs> <laughs> oh he also loves movies Okay. I miss Merrick. Oh my gosh. His favorite movie is like Fight Club. Like Merrick was the dude. Okay. So and <laughs> I actually really miss him. Okay, so uh, anyway. Probably. Um I know. What the heck? I always tell him happy birthday on his birthday. Please off That's being a real person. I still have his some um, a thing I forced him to draw for me downstairs because it's uh, beautiful. But anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> he okay i mean he knows i'm you know obsessed with him sure um anyway but in like in sixth grade wait this story is gonna sound really sad i'm gonna move today henry i'm sorry basically you made me rewatch you didn't make me i nominated to rewatch beast of no nation and put me As in a headspace put me in quite a headspace as you can imagine sure. um 
So, okay, so sixth grade, this actually sounds really bad. Merrick and Mai's mutual friend, Ben, um, his house got hit by lightning and burned down. Oh, man. And so there was a fundraise. Oh, no. Was that one for Ben? There were a couple kids whose houses were on fire at the... (laughs) (laughs) Not kidding, at that time. And and they kind of... Shoot. Okay, actually, I think it was a different house. I think it was a house in my dad's neighborhood. But anyway, so the house burned down. And so we were raising money the art teacher she was dope raising money for them by selling like lollipops but henry this was a big deal because obviously under normal circumstances you can't have lollipops like in school i can't have candy like in class like you can't you know what i mean okay they barely they don't let you go to the bathroom for god's sake they barely let you drink water you know what i mean right much less a lollipop in class but so these were obviously you know for charity lollipop so you could lick them you could eat them right Mm. um it sounds weird how do you say a lollipop do you eat a lollipop yeah really I mean, hmm. you lick it, but eventually you eat it, yes. I guess. I feel like it just gets absorbed into your... You like that's this, this weird other... Whatever. Depends if you're a biter. You abs- Oh, I'm not a biter. I'm also not a licker. I can't deal with lollipops. We all know I'm not very patient. It's not for me. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm, I'm, as we've talked about before, I'm, I'm more of a gum guy than a lop- lollipop guy. I, do, you, are you, do you chew your lollipops, though? In the very rare, not not immediately, like no. I'm not like ah but yeah, <laughs> maybe at the last little bit. Like if it's a Tootsie Roll pop, sure. Well, but, d- Henry, well, you <laughs> Henry, <asked>. duh. <laughs> it doesn't count. The Tootsie Roll part of the lollipop is not in question here. Then you can't I, do I don't. But if chew it's, it, if it's just a hard part, no, I do not chew. Yeah. Okay. But I, it's very I, rare that I have one. Yeah, I don't even mess with lollipops. Mm. Never. I mean, aside from them being sugar and everything, it's just the the notion is not for me. But everything else, like a mint or whatever, oh, it's or even cough drops. They're in my mouth for half a quarter of a second before they're they're chomp chomp chomped. Hmm. Yeah, that's bad. So that's also why I don't why I avoid them. But right, where were we? Yes. <laughs> So, they were, like, very pretty. They're, like, the lollipops probably everyone kind of knows. Like, it was clear wrapping, and they were all different. Like, they were big orbs, but they were all different. Like, the top half was, like, pastel pink, then a little bit of white in the middle. And it's like if saltwater taffies were lollipops. You know the kind I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, those are good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't buy any because I don't need lollipops. But, yes. I I was too busy selling cookies. So, anyway. Um... He, Merrick, bought up. Okay, let me just say his family has <laughs> the his family has the. It's not his nuclear family, but in his family they have like the um, monopoly on beer in Guatemala. Okay, and I've only now just made this connection. So Merrick, so kids were like, this was the like half a weekend, and of course, talk of the town, Henry. If there wasn't a lollipop in your mouth, what were you doing? You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. So Merrick bought all the lollipops. Monopoly. All of them. Yes, and then he sold them for... <laughs> he price gouged them. <laughs> he, sold, <laughs> he sold them for... He would only sell a certain amount a day. And he sold them for more than... Um, 
than initial initially. Wow. And he ended up having to give all the money to Yeah. Huh. To the cause. At least all the money he profited. I think he still just bought the lollipops. But maybe not. I don't know. This was sixth grade, so that was a little bit ago. Uh, oh, my God. That was half my life ago, actually. So I can't remember uh, exactly. Yeah. But uh, in any case, I just realized that that's very similar to the cookie thing, except now I don't seem so much of a psychopath because uh, Merrick takes the cake. Right. Takes the wow. dessert. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a good story? Cut yes, it out. We'll edit that out. No, no, I'll leave it in. What even made me think about that? I have no idea. Hmm. That's weird. <laughs> oh, and oh, uh, a couple... Oh, before business, because I'm good at business. Oh, that's right. Yeah. A couple quick things. Make sure to check out... We do have uh, two other podcasts, The Music Buds, as well as You Don't Need Anyone, which are both artist and art review shows. People have been... We've had a big spike in Music Buds episodes, so thank you for that. That's been cool to see. And also, we, should we do another one. Yeah, and if we, I guess we won't officially announce it on the show just yet until it's been done. But we do have a cool little promotional thing coming up that was discovered or made known to us yesterday. Uh, that could be a cool little thing to put on social media, just as a cool little uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, as a little little publicity, if you will. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, and if you want to publicize us, you have you feel free. Yes, everybody. Uh, actually, well, speaking <laughs> Thanks. of, Thanks. Someone, some random person Not random. on an a a a future friend. What is it that thing possibly. about like all strangers are just friends you haven't met yet or something? Perhaps. I mean, don't trust I, that advice, everybody. A a <laughs> woman on Twitter invited the the Film Buds podcast. Uh, Twitter profile as well as a g- random group of other people or excuse me future friends <laughs> <laughs> to uh, a yeah. f- upcoming COVID-19 meet and greet remote video party I have no idea who this person is I didn't get invited I don't go on Twitter anymore <laughs> yeah it, it, <laughs> was, it, it was just it was just film buds it I was just it was just off again I don't know if this person is a bot, but you mean they like, were, like all the buddies or just us or you? Us, us. Oh. a the bot. Who are uh, the other people? I have no idea. You didn't look. I mean, they're they're just they're they're not followers of us at no, all. But are they like other podcasts? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like act hmm. like you know. I, I don't know. It's very strange. They're actors. Uh, a couple of them were. No, I mean, no nobody really known. Well, but. that kind of makes. You never know. You know what? You should go. It's a lot safer than going to a real party. Just yeah. don't give anyone your credit card number and no. uh, go ahead. Cool. You should go, Henry. Maybe. I mean, it's not even go because, you know, you should log in. You should. Uh, yeah. That'd be funny. Henry, now you have to. Yeah. Well, when is I'll it? keep. I have what no it idea. Say? What the invite say? I'll, I'll find it and read it. I don't have it on me right now. but Okay. I'll keep you updated on that one, everybody. So, <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we should just go ahead and jump in. I think we got a lot to talk about. All right. Well, let's get into our first review, which is Extraction, which is now streaming on Netflix. And we do have a clip. So take a listen. What were you going to ask me? 
if you were always this way, you know, brave. I'm not brave, man. Of course you are. You rescue people. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I do other things. Like killing people? Yeah. My father, he kills people too. Sometimes I would sit with him at dinner, look at him and think, he just killed somebody else's father that day. All right. Extraction, as we said, is now on Netflix and it's directed by Sam Hargrave. First time director. Yeah, who was a stuntman, I think, on Atomic Blonde and maybe some of the John Wick movies, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see here. No. He was a stunt or a stunt coordinator on the Avengers films, Deadpool 2. Yeah, Atomic Blonde, Suicide Squad, Hunger Games, so a lot of big things. And it's also written by Joe Russo, who's one of the, the Russo brothers who did the... Oh, I thought they did together. They they produced it together, oh, but, but okay. just one of them wrote it. And it stars Chris Hemsworth, sorry about this name, pronunciation. It's going to be really bad. Rude Rakesh Jaiswal. And that's that's about it. There's not really any. No, there are no, 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 no. This is a the I <laughs> get ready, everyone. It's <laughs> it's Chloe Soapbox hour. Basically, everyone in it apparently is famous. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll read the I'll read the first. Let's see the first or the latter. Even the drug lord dad is famous. He really? was in one scene. Yes. All right. So also <laughs> Shivam Vishari, Payesh. Katie, Kadi, Randeep Huda, Pankaj. Maybe just spell them. <laughs> that's that would take a long time. Uh, Tripathy and that's a cool name. Adam Basa. Uh, so that's yeah. Oh, and uh, oh, I guess that. the the actress was Golshifta Farani. Oh, and David Harbour, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, pivotal role. Yeah. Well, Chloe, you were you were looking forward to this one, right? You this was on your radar. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had heard about it before you uh, texted it to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping an eye. Yeah. Well, what it? Oh, and the synopsis. Excuse me. So oh, sorry. sorry. Just out 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 of, out of works here. It's because uh, we didn't realize it had a plot. <laughs> yeah, out of sorts here, everybody. Excuse me. Tyler Rake, a fearless black market mercenary. His name is Rake? His last name, yeah. He kills someone with a rake at one point. He does. That's That tells you all you need to know about the movie. Yeah. A, a fearless black market mercenary embarks on the most deadly extraction of his career when he's enlisted to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. Well, Chloe... He's actually not international. That's like the whole thing. Isn't he like the in, the biggest drug lord in India? And the other one is the Bangladeshi drug lord? I'm not too sure, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> those those details were lost on me. Yeah. Also, did you know this was based on a graphic... Actually, 
basically if I say this, this shows you uh yeah, let me let me preface it with this if you don't mind. Please. Did you know this was based on a graphic novel they did? I didn't. But the boy was in Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> oh, I felt that. Oh no, are they still in there? My teeth are good. Sorry, I, you I'm have drinking. Such nice teeth. That would have been a shame. Yeah. Oh my god, you could have been like Ed Helms. They took out his uh, fake tooth for the Hangover. Yeah. Sorry, I was uh, drinking from a mason jar and I hit it right up, up against my teeth. <laughs> Anyhow, Shoot. continue, continue. Yeah. Okay. Um. <sighs> okay. Sorry. So. Um, sorry about that scare, everybody. <laughs> um i laugh when i'm nervous okay um oh so it was based on a graphic novel but it was in the graphic novel it was set in mexico about the mexican drug war and it was like a damsel in distress not the little boy okay and i think the fact that they think uh mexico and india and Bangladesh are interchangeable tells you most of what you need to know about the um tone deafness of this entire work. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Well, with with that being said, <laughs> what what did you what else did you think about it, Chloe? Okay, so I knew nothing about it literally nothing about it except that chris hemsworth was in it and i only knew that because of uh, it had a big picture of him on it obviously yes um and i did some research and even in uh even for releases in other countries such as bangladesh and india he is still like the only person on the poster right um, even though, like I said, apparently, uh, the other actors in it are well known. Hmm. Um, mm hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so I didn't know anything about it going in. And I really, as Henry can attest to, I truly don't go into most things wanting to, I don't want to dislike anything. Yeah. I just can't deny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny my feelings, Henry. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's okay. And so, pretty much from the start, okay, so from the start, I was like, oh, roll my eyes, right? Just because the beginning is super, roll my, wait, is it, I've already forgot, oh no, the beginning's the little boy, is the boy, he's not even little, the beginning's the boy, right? I've forgotten. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that was very cliche and everything, and it's like this rich kid and blah, 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 okay, fine. Uh, so that didn't do a lot of, you know, they try to set the empathetic thing and that didn't really do it for me um as you can imagine and then the way they were talking about girls was like kind of gross and i was like this is so unnecessary like even if you're trying to show like quote-unquote boys like this is ridiculous like the line they chose for the kid to say, i know i sound super petty here but i'm just going through in my head but uh the line the his friend says to him is like oh yeah she wants you that's like the grossest thing you can say mm. okay because she's not even like it's not true but also just be like oh yeah she totally likes you man like that's way better right because they're, they're like 12 mm. they're like 12 yeah. <laughs> you should be wanting anybody I think, okay <laughs> if you do we need to maybe talk and i i'll uh, be understanding but anyway um <laughs> it's just 
so tone deaf. Like it's no. cl- like like the most broy, annoying. Like hold me back is like the whole tone of writing for this movie. Like mm. it's so bad. Um, and then like Chris Hemsworth is. So I'm gonna go in a little more detail, Henry, and then Please. I'll stop. No, you I'll don't. Just, no, I'll stop Chloe. That. That's why we're here. Uh, yeah, to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Well, I won't go through the whole movie like this. I'm, I'm more so just the, the moderator, you know, so it's... Yeah. Oh, Henry! I'm just Henry. kidding. Oh, now I feel terrible. No, it's fine. I'm kidding. <sighs> you know I like to joke with everybody. <laughs> the, mod- <laughs> the moderator for me, myself, and I. Yeah. yeah, I think the listeners are agreeing with you more than uh, than either of us would like. So <laughs> I mean, it's fine. <laughs> so, anyway... I mean, the minute you started this movie, you probably saw this coming, to be fair. You said, oh, what have I done? Mm. So, anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. So, then the next thing. So, Chris Hemsworth is introduced because he's, like, the stoic, like, tattooed guy who's, like, lounging in, a, you know, on, like, a cliff. Cliffside, yes. Australia. Um, <sighs> with a with okay. a death wish, you know, just ready to bite it. Well, something like that. <laughs> Uh, uh, something, <laughs> something, uh, probably less thought through than that, I think. But, um, okay. So, again, this is just to highlight the tone, um, and see if, uh, that ignorance is worth your entertainment in the choreography. Okay. Mm. Which I think is the only draw of the movie is the, like, fight scenes or whatever, right? I'd say Correct so. Correct me if I'm wrong, Henry. Uh, I'm you're wrong? Right. You're right. No, no, you're right. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth was better than I thought, but that's just because I don't, I he thought, wasn't uh, astonishing though. I thought means, he, I thought he was fairly good in this. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not a, not an amazing performance, but I thought yeah. he, he carried it fairly well. Yeah. Um, but he had to because everyone else was two dimensional and, uh, it's and, true. You know, it's not that, but anyway, he's built on only tropes. So as you picture him on this little cliffside, whatever, his two buddies who get no, they're only there for a slight plot point. Um, talking about him going into the water, which is, you know, whatever is happens to be a, a foreshadowing or whatever you want to say. Um, they happen to be, they appear like, um, I'm pretty sure they're aboriginal. And I'm pretty sure they're only there to be like, see, we care. Like, we know. Like, they're aboriginal people in Australia. These are his friends, right? But also, it's tied with that thing of that he's like an outsider and stuff, which is like, all right, okay, okay. But also, now, Henry, let me tell you this, because this is brutal. And then I'll stop. Please. So, in an interview, and also, I'm really irritated, and maybe I am too petty, or I don't think I am. I think other people don't pay that. But anyway, but uh, the interviews I saw or whatever were like, because I searched, um, uh, I searched what's an extraction white savior because you know that's like the thing the white savior issue in movies. Yes. Um, which actually, um, in a long roundtable I watched, um, Kerry Fukunaga actually referenced, like as a thing, he wanted to make sure, or he said was a problem in Hollywood or whatever. Right. And I was like. <sighs> and he's so well dressed all mm. the time. So yeah. any <laughs> swoon. <laughs> so anyway, um, back to this. So somebody, well, the an interviewer, which is a terrible way of interviewing, said, "I know people 
myself included, had concerns about this movie having a white savior problem. Um, but then I watched the movie and I felt better about it because you didn't, he literally said because you didn't change, uh, the people's names to, uh, white sounding names. And I was like, that is certainly not enough. Yeah. And then the director, whatever his name, what's his name? Sam. Sam, ugh, Sam. <laughs> Sam was like, um, I like that we're on that basis. Mm. Beard man Sam, he has a big beard, was like, um, oh, yeah, I totally thought about this. Henry, you can't believe what I'm about to say. And that is why I had Chris keep his original accent because you don't see a lot of Australian heroes. Mm. I said, This is so true. <laughs> He he literally said like, "Oh, he's white, but he's a white Australian." Mm. And I said, "Man, they they really uh, wow, they're they're blowing uh, boundaries here." Henry, I couldn't believe that. And look, obviously, obvious. I, I'm just very against identity politics, basically, right? Like, I don't think you should, you know, you shouldn't not be allowed to cast a white person as a hero in a movie, right? Like, that's not what I'm saying. But when you nominate to use a whole country, whole culture, and multiple, and the worst stereotypes about that country and that culture, uh, uh, just as, like, a video game background, that's bananas. Mm. That is bananas. <laughs> And the la- the kind of uh, self-importance uh, that you think, or the, uh, an Australian accent? Mm. Are you kidding me? And that's the annoying thing, like, uh, again, he, he was with uh, two Aboriginal men for about three seconds, or apparently Aboriginal men for about three seconds, right? Mm. Like, they had Kiwi accent. I said, this is unbelievable. Th- that moment, literally when I saw them, I said, Okay. <laughs> I don't have a great feeling about this. And then it got worse and worse and worse and worse. Because they really do use it just as like a, like a, for goodness sake, why couldn't the kid's dad be like, uh, you know, uh, I'm not saying you have to get, uh, Modi involved or whatever, but I, I'm just saying he could have been like a, a political, uh, revolutionary or something. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially since he didn't even have a part, for God's sake. Ugh. So that pissed me off, obviously, just because the lack of concern when they were filmmaking, first of all, right? Right. Uh, and then, you know, that on top, and they go together, I think, usually. Uh, like how I say the right thing and the best thing usually tend to align. Like right. the good thing to do and the best thing. No. What do I, you know what I, uh, like the most... Um, advantageous thing, the most um, successful thing tends to be also the good thing to do. You sure. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Healthcare. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> you hey, you save uh, tons of money, uh, $40 million a year. Mm. Okay. So, any, I think that number's wrong. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's just like, our that producers they, can check that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, my cat. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so like it kind of it makes sense to me that that kind of just total disregard for 
uh, people's cultures and plights and, you know, just total lack of awareness goes with bad writing, bad plot. I mean, no plot minus, like, super, super uh worn out tropes like freaking oh okay great your whole fan okay great like i don't want to i don't know if it even counts as spoilers but Mm. it's so predictably stupid yeah you know and so it's just like it really goes together as like it's all the things i don't want which i love in a movie because then i don't have mixed feelings sure and what a nice change (laughs) Well, out of five, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, oh, no. It's oh, it's fine. I don't mind. I mean, it's, I didn't mean to talk too much. No, Chloe. It really, I mean, this is again. This why I like doing this. I get to hear your thoughts on it. So you talk about the technique. Did you choose? Did you pair this with Beast of Donation because of the uh, uh, long scene in the middle? No, I did more so because of the. Um, it's not this the kind of. S- somewhat paternal relationships in each oh i didn't even okay that's totally different one of okay i see i see well now as everyone would expect i had all that in my mind while i was watching it as well (laughs) i thought the movie was okay i thought it was watchable i agree with everything you said especially in retrospect the biggest issue with movies like this these one-man army like gung-ho shoot 'em up movies now if you listen you know i love shoot 'em up <laughs> movies if it's yeah, done you're right no Clobo over there if, it, if it's done right i'm i'm there i'm fine with just a bunch of shooting and explosions i don't need a story i can just enjoy it if it's well done but the issue is recently with these is that they're all having to come after three John Wick movies, which mm. I would say, aside from the first one, are the kind of crowning jewels of close quarters combat like this and just, again, one-man one, one man army movies, which those action sequences... Now, there are a, a few good ones in this, like the 12-minute long take or single take is pretty amazing just from a choreography perspective, but everything else is so below that that it's almost impossible not to compare it to like John Wick 3 that just came out last year and even Atomic Blonde as well. Mhm. So this one I fall- mean in the stupid ending. I mean it's oh, so oh, it's stupid. The the, the final the final shot of this movie is the absolute worst. Oh. The absolute worst. <laughs> truly. It's on par with um with that show where it all is like in the Oh, what's that show? What's that show? It's uh the whole show uh, the f- it's about a hospital. This was like before our time-ish, but my parents always talk about it. But it's like a show about a whole hot. Ho- oh, Saint Elsewhere, and mm. the whole show is like in the kids' coma. Oh, really? Brain. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like on par with that. Yeah. So I-, I was never. I don't know if I was ever truly bored, but. I was. I was never interested, Henry. I'm not even being. It wasn't even because I was mad. I was like, oh god, like the sound for monotonous to like poo 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 poo, just constantly for like two hours. Yeah, the the stunt choreography when it comes to that is all fairly good, but the issue with these stuntmen becoming directors, like 
the the guy who worked on John Wick one has gone on to direct Atomic Blonde and that Hobbs and Shaw movie from last year. Fast but, and Furious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, but the issue with people, these stuntmen, is that they tend to focus entirely on the action and the choreography, which can work. But yeah. like that's maybe a ninety-minute limit that you could do for yeah. a movie and have it be successful. But this is two hours at least. Too true. That's quite true for Atomic Blonde as well. Yeah, and, and I so, mean, I really like that movie because that that definitely has more. Uh, texture and finesse and style to it but the plot was a little yeah yeah and it's the that's very much an issue with this movie is the plot when you're in the action it, it can be fairly interesting and compelling but immediately when you get to any quiet dialogue driven scene it's an absolute bore brutal like the, it's not just a board so bad yeah, it's the, like cringe the David Harbour section cut it oh. out it is <laughs> so it's so unnecessary. His character does nothing. And it's so predictable as well. Very. So it's, it's not even... This movie gives... Now, correct me if... if the, Well, to me, zero payoff. Just yeah. ever. Yeah. Like ever. Yeah, for the most part. And it, now, as I said, with these movies, you can put in a bunch of action and take out a story, and it can still be fairly good, but every story element that they try and put in in terms of developing Chris Hemsworth does nothing yeah. at the end. You could cut and out... And it's lazy as crap. Yeah, you could cut out the story about his son, the David Harbour stuff, and it would probably be a, a slightly better movie because, again, you're just there for no reason by the end in those yeah. development, quote-unquote, scenes. And let me not even talk about the lady's character. Yeah. The heck? Yeah, she does the heck? so little. Also, they no try motivation. and motivation. Also, they try and develop this character, the 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 guy who works for the 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 warlord first. You know? Oh that, boy. It, yeah. John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, honestly. <laughs> also, the 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 main issue is that they try and create emotion between chris hemsworth and the boy and the ending especially is not not the final sequence but the the highway resolution is so unearned and is such a failure there you just don't care at all about that relationship mm -hmm. and you don't need to in this kind of movie I, I don't i think that maybe is a i don't know if that's a producer thing or what but like just take that stuff out and it would probably be a better movie that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. They're so far up their own tushies. Like, I'm not trying to say that every movie needs to be Beast of No Nation. Like, I know I can come off the way sometimes. But, like, no. Like, there is certainly a place for, like, Marvel movies and the like. Like, you know. Um, but don't try to act. Yeah. <laughs> don't try to. You can't. You can't. I mean, just don't try to say what you're making is high art because you, uh, you know steal parts of recipes that actually right. mean things you know right. what i mean yeah. it's so dismissive yeah and it's so dismissive the whole movie yeah Ugh, so unaware yeah and and the big the big scene where chris hemsworth is talking about his son and i won't spoil it because you know you, you could not see this coming yeah i was gonna say honestly you don't need to say it henry because if you got if you get if the listener guesses yeah about the about chris hemsworth history 
guaranteed they'll be at least 90% right. Yeah, and, and that <laughs> that monologue, I thought his performance was quite good in that. However, the situation in, in which it's presented is so inauthentic. Like it, like yeah. the emotion you can see. Show his, don't tell. Yeah, my like guy. you can see his emotion there, and that's he he did a good job with that. But just the way in which it's presented is so poorly done, and Ugh. it just Ugh. it just bogs the movie down in plot that you don't care about. The however the that twelve minute as I said that twelve minute sequence is pretty amazing. I, it just in terms of thinking about if someone but made. What? Go that ahead. much better is it that much better than the atomic blonde one or the one in beast of no, of no beasts of no nation which was one shot yeah i'm not saying that it's it's above that i'm just saying for this movie comparing it to everything else it's pretty impressive just from a, a filmmaking standpoint and if the whole movie had that kind of energy and that kind of ingenuity it could have been fairly decent but once you're Everything b- before that and after that is f- pretty subpar in a two-hour movie. And just like, uh, like nobody from there, quote unquote, is a good person, which is really irritating, right? Um, because again, there's no, there's no gray. Like I'm, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not big into identity politics, like I said. But that goes both ways. So <laughs> nobody is uh, just made up of one attribute. And that's what this movie says. And it's so thoughtless that it makes uh, that which is involved uh, totally disregarded in terms of uh, reality. <laughs> like, right. like uh, for example, again, I know we'll get to it, but Beast of No Nation for other reasons is not actually set anywhere mm. and it's just a fictitious they don't say it's in Sierra Leone they don't, you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that again shows a level of thoughtfulness in filmmaking which is just it just the contrast between these movies is so stark and I know that they're made for different <laughs> purposes but like like we're kind of uh, saying uh, they think that they've made like a you know meaningful blah 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 don't get me started on the kit my least favorite perhaps uh treatment of a character was the boy who gets taken in as it were by the drug lord. oh who has the the, the payoff quote-unquote at the end with chris hemsworth in terms of what happens yeah. is that the yeah. one you mean yeah yeah that was this whole ter- movie brutal ta- this whole movie takes place in like three days right like it's it's yeah there was something that really pointed out to it pointed to how tight it was like it's a cut but i can't remember now but it was like a few days and i said okay hmm. um but it's so ridiculous that you're saying that a person a kid could be told the personality can be totally 180 in that amount of time except less than that in like 24 hours that's crazy talk yeah is it just so stupid yeah, and it it is so takes itself so seriously. If it had been exactly. if it had been pretty goofy, I could maybe get over a few of those things. But it's so grim and serious. You threw all- a child off a roof. Yeah, <laughs> like you threw a child off a roof. Yeah. Okay. 
So you're made, don't, you can't just make an action movie, whatever, mm-hmm. and then have a freaking drug lord throw a kid off a roof. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I agree. And then say that, oh my God, and the whole thing of like, I disappoint you, I'm going to cut my fingers off. It's like, it's been 24 hours. <laughs> this is not how people's minds work. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It was no incentive either. Oh my god! Yeah. So freaking, just so freaking stupid. Yeah, and, and comparing it, and then of course there was the needless like butt shots and stuff of in like a st- strip club or whatever, which right. is just like <sighs> I don't owe it. like I said. I'm just sick of like that the clubs that we talked about this the other week. I'm just sick of like those stupid club setting nonsense. Yeah, nonsense. Mm-hmm. When talking about. John Wick and Atomic Blonde as well. Now those movies have a fair bit of plot and not all of it works, but they are so stylized that they can kind of get away with it. Like I would happily watch the two hour, like 10, 20 minute John Wick three to get that uh, incredible action. And I could suffer through a little bit of plot. That's not really that interesting. And same thing I with the. And, and same thing with the Atomic Blonde. It's like it's it's stylized, so they have more of a excuse, I guess, to put that stuff in. But in this, it's also it's also not right here, right now. Right, in Atomic Blonde, because yeah. it, it does reference like historical facts. Yeah, and then John it's Wick, a big scale, and this one is like yeah, and then John Wick is its own world. Like it, it's such a like a cartoony yeah. world, and that's very much dog. established, you know. A man and his dog. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah. But <laughs> That's literally all I know. <laughs> all the colors are so washed out. Everyone is so underwritten. And the direction, I mean, just, yeah, it's not, not great. Sorry, Sam. It's brutal. Brutal. Yeah. And also, ugh, yeah, even down to, like, uh, Chris Hemsworth is fighting uh, John Travolta in the street. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Now that movie and, I would like um, to see. Yeah. <laughs> and um everyone is just like like just the regular people who should be, you know, who are going about their business prior to that exchange are just like gawking and like being like, Oh like like as if like this type of activity is extremely typical <laughs> in their <laughs> everyday life, which is again like so dismissive of a uh, culture and basing it on Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It re- it reminded God. me a lot uh, of kind of in the worst way of how the Sicario sequel dealt with yeah a, a, that Mexico setting. You know, it, it it didn't really treat that country or those people with respect. And that's even why though it's... I didn't like it as much as the first one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, th- this movie suffers in dealing with India. So um, yeah. And Bangladesh and somewhere else. Not that you would know. I had to no. redefine that out. Yeah. But ugh, that's another thing. It lumps all these countries together. Like if you didn't like if because I went and read that stuff, it's not clear in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't know that, it just blurs these like quote unquote foreign places together. And it's like, all right. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. And yeah, the whole not just the rev- the. resolution as far as the two main characters but also like i said the ladies end story there is like how does that make any sense at all yeah and it also like continually alludes to the idea that she's like in love with him with like no (laughs) 
nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And, and to just bring it back up again briefly, the the, the resolution on the, the highway, which is uh, the kind of ending action sequence, if they had ended it there, I would have been like, okay, like uh, not a, not a very good movie. I, you know, uh, I can deal with it fine. But then that last shot just takes, it makes it feel so inauthentic and goofy. And again, tries to bring up, evoke emotion for that relationship, which you don't care about. I don't think anyone aside from maybe the writer and director does. And maybe not even them. If even, because initially they, they made it a lady. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing that was bothering me when I was watching. I was like, how does he actually care about this kid and then is going to, like, give him back to his drug lord father, like, in the, (laughs) like, whatever, right? And it's just like, all the, which, again, might have, you know, they might have been aware of some of the loose ends as far as the emotional uh, decisions based on emotion in the movie, which is why the ending became so crap, right? So, but don't, you can't just like, you can't just, uh, uh, you can't just, you can't just, uh, put, you know, a, a white t shirt over uh, the white wall where you punched a hole. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm I've tried it. It doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, and also in that David Harbor sequence where the the there's a big event that happens to the boy and he has this he starts crying. Yeah. Terrible. And and again, yeah. so inauthentic. It feels so artificial to that world yeah. and it's trying so hard but it's getting nothing. Yeah. And like Again, because it's not backed up by anything. Exactly. So like you yeah. want the you want the effect without doing any of the work. So like the kid wasn't even didn't even have any uh uh, uh logistic difficulty. Right. Any spoilers. So that's like one thing, right? Uh, and then and then the whole like hug around the torso thing, like all that stuff is like so. And then the slow. Again, this isn't a spoiler. At one point, there's a hug between Chris Hemsworth and the kid, right? Mm. And the kid hugs Chris Hemsworth, and then Chris Hemsworth does that thing where he has to like decide or whatever if he's gonna hug the kid back or like work up the emotional strength. You know what I mean? The mm. slow. It's like, oh Jesus. Yeah. This is. This is. Yeah. yeah. It's just honestly all bad to me. Mm. Because, like, sure, the the action scenes are cool. uh, But, first of all, for me personally, just on a more, you know, blank-faced note, not all the, you know, big, big stuff, (laughs) I just, like, thought it was so, like, monotonous. Like I said, the noises were all the same. Noises and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And on that, as I've said... I can, I can deal with a kind of monotonous or, or seemingly monotonous kind of action, uh, film. But as we've already said, there's just nothing to back everything else up. You know, like for example, like in Mad Max Fury Road, that movie is almost constant action, but there's that whole world there. Yeah. And those characters yeah. that really help 
carry it. And, you know, and the subtle motivations are exactly, exactly. But in this, you're just watching this aimless action and, and very, very, uh, graphic violence for not much reason or any payoff. Yeah. And again, the whole thing where they freaking kill everyone in town, which is just like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I hate that. They just kill everyone in town because who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just, again, I say it feels like, I say movies feel like kids playing make believe either in good ways or bad ways. And this one is by far the bad way. Yeah. All right. Well, out of five, Chloe. It's a two and a half for me. It is. I don't believe I've ever given this as a score, Henry. Oh, wow. The first thing I genuinely pictured in my head was properly the big forest green everything, a dumpster fire. Wow. Could it? Is it similar to uh, on Music Buds when you thought of a goat exploding? <laughs> Did I say that? Yes. You said that about the fa- Fallout Boy no. song? Very different vibe. Okay. Very different vibe from the goat exploding. <laughs> That's very different. Okay. This one is just garbage, just on uh, lit. Yeah. <laughs> just right. on fire, and it smells just like the words like putrid. And like I said, it's in that army green dumpster behind like a, you know, a, um, a strip mall. Where the walls are like tan mm. colored a brick. It's just no good. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Blah. Smells, Henry. <laughs> Smells. Ugh. All right. Well, with that done, let's let's move on to our retro review, which is Beasts of No Nation from twenty fifteen. And we do have a clip as well, so take a listen. What is this thing doing here? What are you doing here? Who is responsible for this thing? Now, what are they calling you? Agu! Agu! I saved your life. I saved your life. I saved your life. Go! All of you that have seen your family killed, you now have something that stands for you. It has put the weapons of this war back in your hands of you, the young, the powerful. Okay, Beast of No Nation is also on Netflix and came out in 2015. Is written or written for the screen and directed by Carrie Joji Fukunaga. It stars Abraham Atta, Idris Elba. Let's see. That's good. Yeah. Idris Elba was the only um, non, or I should say the opposite. Idris Elba was the only uh, actor, like fit, the only person whose part in the movie was not their first movie part. Gotcha. <laughs> Could I put that any worse? <laughs> <laughs> um. And the synopsis is a drama based on the experiences of Agu, a child soldier fighting in the civil war of an unnamed African country. Well, this one, of course, as we mentioned, it's K. 
Kerry Fukunaga did the first season of True Detective. He also did Jane Eyre. Sinombre. And he's also going to be doing the new James Bond, No Time to Die, coming out in November, supposedly. And Sinombre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, if this wasn't enough for you, <laughs> Sinombre is gr- so good. Yeah. Henry, I have to tell you something. I have to thank you for choosing this movie. Oh, no problem. Despite its, uh, you know, it's very morose. Yes, it is. Due to its reality. Uh, however, Henry, I-, I feel like, you know, the the atrocities of the world and uh, the more recent, I feel like I've just, how do I say it? You've, re- not, you've helped reignite a flame in my love, admiration, and appreciation for Carrie Joji. Mm. And I think he's at back at the top of the list. Oh yeah, oh, I wow. gotta try. I gotta try Maniac again because that's what threw me off. Oh yeah, see, I haven't, I haven't watched that yet. I gotta try it again. I'm going to. I just don't really like the casting, but hey, we're gonna go with it and see how it is. Because, yeah, uh, that's not a good reason not to. And I'm also, I've been kind of. Uh, turned off by his you know he does make a movie for like 18 years that kind of thing not literally it's not kubrick but you take my point Mm -hmm. but he's he's a true you know a true auteur and he cares about things and that's uh as seen by the you know the mess and mayhem around the distribution everything of this movie it can be difficult to do yeah. Like nobody wanted to fund it. He tried to get this movie made for 18 years. So. Wow. Thank God for Idris Elba. That's the only reason the movie got made because he got a name. That's how it goes sometimes, sadly. Yeah. yeah. Which I think this movie proves. I mean, I'm going to be, you know, nothing is black and white. So I'm being a very cognitive dissonant about this. But like this movie proves something. I think. On a bigger scale, like, idolatry, like, idolizing people is, like, what has led to the crumbling of society. Like, thinking you're not as good or deserving as other people based on whatever, like, freaking Kardashians and stuff, right? Mm. But, um, and a lot of that, I think, is because of, like, film and everything through the beginning of the industry. Like, movie stars, and I'm obviously guilty of it, too, and that kind of stuff. But, uh, this movie, I think, really proves how unnecessary it is to cast the same three people in every movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, I so agree. like obviously Idris Elba is amazing. I'm really glad he's in it. But the idea of like you know, uh freaking casting sorry about this one, Henry. Casting uh casting uh Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence in all your movies, you know, for goodness sake. Like Fair enough. It's just so like um Abraham what's his last name? Atta. He's so... He's incredible. Yeah, and he, and he also boy. made an, an appearance. I don't know if he was in the the sequel, but he was in Spider-Man Homecoming for a minute. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good. Because he's very talented. And oh, I, you yeah. Know, you know, I do say this kind of thing a lot. Like, there's so many talented people in the world. And, like, I think also, again, one of the big ideas of movies is that it makes it kind of unites the world like a lot of people can watch the same movie and you're even you know you're sitting in a theater 
at least hopefully obviously not right now <laughs> but uh yeah don't go social distance guys don't be idiots <laughs> but uh no cleaning products yeah don't don't that's uh that's water henry's drinking not that uh, well you can't see him but anyway you take the joke whatever but <laughs> yeah they got it they're laughing <laughs> anyway yeah they're, they're i should pause <laughs> so they yeah. can, can catch up but um but um yeah it just it points I don't remember where I was in that sentence, but, uh, oh, movie theaters, like the idea of collective, you know, and that's what creates empathy. That's what you hope for, you know, mm. <sighs> movies come what they're supposed to do, make you feel united in strength and in sadness and, you know, realize that's where a lot of the strength in Kerry Fukunaga's work comes, I think, is that he makes you or he, he helps you feel like you're. He reminds you that we're all people with the same dreams and fears and really at the end of the day all the same stuff, you know. Sure. Um but I think that that could be assisted by like casting, you know, just more normal people. God, it's always good. Mm-hmm. It's always good. <laughs> and again, yeah. I'm not saying it's all or nothing. Like if you're uh successful, then you deserve to, you know, keep shining your little light yeah. like Idris Elba but at the same time you know same three people is not great all yeah. the time <laughs> yeah and it's a big part of the issue with like whitewashing uh the story of uh, history <laughs> oh yeah so, yeah for sure you know but he's so gifted and so it's like a blessing in disguise almost that you know a big part of the reason Idris Elba well, there are a couple. One, there was like no budget for the movie. Two, and that's why Kerry Fukunaga did a lot of, uh, he wasn't planning on being his own cinematographer for this. And he ended up having to be DP because the DP pulled his hammy on the first day. Ooh. So he was DP, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, also they like couldn't afford to fly people into Ghana or whatever. So they got literally everyone but Drusselba from, from around where they were and they scouted and everything like hmm. i think they said they looked at like three thousand kids before they found him or something wow. but they found him you know and that's beautiful and he deserved yeah. to be found and he made a difference yeah yeah the uh, yeah i'm a if it wasn't obvious i i like carrie fukunaga a lot as well i i too wish you would do more yeah or or do things more frequently but still i think his filmography is still very impressive for what yeah. it is. He also does get stopped a lot, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Like he yeah. was supposed to do it in there. Uh, yes, he was supposed to. He does get stopped a lot. Yeah. Uh, this so. movie, when I, I I hadn't seen it since I first saw it when it came out uh, that year, and we were excited, Henry. Oh yeah. Oh wait, oh, did we? Oh, we didn't know each other then. Oh. <laughs> Well, we were excited. <laughs> but we were both excited by That's ourselves. Nice. I, I inserted you into that memory, Henry. I guess yeah. I uh, I needed you there. I guess I was yeah. excited all on my own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were excited, but just on our, on our own. <laughs> well, I was very excited, and I was really trying hard to find it in the theater. But yeah, who knew? Five years later, we would be Whoa. talking about it. Crazy. <laughs> Anyhow, said it might be the wrong word, but well, anticipatory. <laughs> yeah, I. When I first saw it, I liked it a lot. I did have an issue, as I think I even said on the show at some point, I found the first half to be a lot more compelling than the second half. 
because I found it, the arc was more interesting and then it kind of plateaued a little bit. But on this rewatch, maybe knowing what it was, I didn't get that at all. And I yeah. thought it flowed perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I, I was absolutely loving it by the end. It's so beautiful. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's very, it's very sad. Visceral is the word I yeah, would use. Yeah, very visceral as well. And very but real. It, yeah, it it's so touching it in so many ways. And the, the dynamics of the characters between Idris Elba and Abraham Atta. Agu. And how they oh, de- yeah. very quietly develop those characters. Like the the one thing that really s- sticks with me in terms of Idris Elba's character, who is the um, the leader of this uh, uh, battalion, uh, his battalion, yeah, this, the right word, yeah, yeah, this rebel or or guerrilla group, if you will. But he's not he, of this uh, infantry of the army. Right. Right. The thing I, I love, and they maybe do it twice, is he picks up a sniper scope but uses it the wrong way. Oh, I didn't like even he, know that. Yeah, and and so like it, it kind of shows you how he may he's very much all for show, but then he can just he has no real knowledge of warfare in a way that would be really work, and obviously it doesn't really work in this. But it's things like that that are so subdued but they develop the character so much and and again using you know a sniper scope backwards then he is teaching his um soldiers to do things incorrectly and of course it it all goes up in flames by the end but it's so well written and acted and it's it's just stylized and cinematic enough to be to not, I guess, not feel like a documentary, but also not so stylized and to where it's like... he's made a lot of document, well, a fair amount. That was like all of his early stuff was documentary yeah. work. Yeah. Um, it's not stylized so much that it's exploiting the yeah. the story or concept. It's just bringing up the... Uh, or elevating the emotion in certain points that it's... It really warrants He makes that. his stuff for the right... Did you hear my cat growling? No. He he makes his stuff for the right reasons and it yeah. shows. It it really shows. Um and again that's the idea, like I said, that like the best thing and the good thing tend to go together, I think. Um but everything about like uh the idea even what you were saying, the sniper scope, which I didn't even know that was called, so I obviously didn't notice that it was facing the wrong way. But it also is a you know clearly symbolic of you know again this is a college essay movie but maybe rightfully so (laughs) it sounds dumber coming from me but but like the idea that it's all because he's extremely as we all know idris elba is idris elba is extremely charismatic and everything Mm -hmm. and it shows you and it obviously uh, manifests in this character um but it shows you like the real import like none of them knows what they're doing or what they're fighting for because it's really a it's all illusory really unfortunately and again it's a really real thing (laughs) that's just gonna get worse and worse uh not to be a debbie downer over here but uh you know as wealth disparity uh which which you know i know i mean but carrie fukunaga (laughs) kept saying this in interviews as the few 
And they really showed this well when he went to see the uh, general, I guess, quote unquote, mm. how businessmen were getting to go in before him. Right. Um, Because like, and I was talking to my mom about it when I knew I was going to rewatch it. And I was, because I used to, this used to be a big part of my, uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say that because again, I sound so obnoxious because it's not relatively, it's like nothing, but uh, you, do you know the, okay, we're going to get real. Do you know the, uh, <laughs> do you know the organization Invisible Children? Yeah. Which went through all its things. So like they came to my yeah. school and stuff and my favorite teacher, uh, shout out. We all know Mr. Buhacek <laughs> was, uh, you know, uh, was the, what do they call the, whatever, the teacher of that club and everything. And I was like president and I was like, we're like, this is a, so it was the focus of a, it gave me a lot of a heartache as, you know, it should give mm. everybody, but it was a big, but then of course, as I grew older and more knowledgeable, um, which is the key to everything. And this movie does a good job of kind of showing it is it shows that it's not like he does such a good job of making sure you don't say like, Oh, the other, like, Oh, they, whatever. Right. Mm. Yes. Um, because as I grew older, I realized like, Oh, it's countries like mine that are fueling all of this. No pun intended, but like they're, uh, funding all of, uh, this, uh, atrocity for self-gain and blah, 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 blah. So it's obviously a way bigger picture, and it's not just like this little uh, microcosm of, uh, you know, all the bad things you can say, like um, uh, savage and all that stupid stuff, you know what I mean? So he does a good job of highlighting that in a subtle way. But anyway, but what he kept saying in interviews, because somebody said, like, Dang, I'm bashing interviewers in this podcast, but they That's deserve okay. it. There's a lot of bad ones out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so. so this one was like, um, so this movie, uh, isn't, what did he say? It was so, st and again, this was in like 2015 or whatever, but he was like, this movie, you meant to make this movie a long, a, like a while ago, um, when it was, uh, more timely. But then, like, funnily, it's, like, timely again or something like that because uh, of, like, the refugee crisis was, like, whatever. And Carrie Fukuda, yeah, yeah. I'm so obsessed with him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was, like, well, uh, child soldiers were in the headlines, so it's what people paid attention to. But it's um, perhaps more relevant now than ever because it's just growing growing as a wealth disparity. The, mm. you know, richer group becomes a smaller and more powerful and everyone else that you know and he says and as that spreads then this kind of behavior will spread which is absolutely true Oof. and it does such a good job of of showing especially with um these kids this movie again like we my favorite kind of movie i think the best kinds of movies because they talk about the human condition unfortunately like the whole thing about it being timely is so freaking ridiculous and the way that uh first of all it it, it, that that whole notion is so exploitative of people's realities. Mm. Um, like even today, there's like over three hundred fifty thousand child soldiers. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, much less sweatshops and everything. But anyway. Um, oh no, no, Chloe. Quick thing. <laughs> oh yes, have you, Henry. <laughs> have, have you read the 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 book? Yes, I have. You have? Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't yet. I want to. It's really good. It's it's a fictitious. It's based on. It was his. It was a, so he. Uh, became very focused on his family's from Nigeria. I, I read it a while. I read it when the movie came out. So I haven't read it for several years. So, uh, but, um, 
but I watched it a like couple interviews with him today because of this, whatever. Because you know I'm prepared and everything. But um, but the interviewers kept incorrectly saying that he was from Nigeria, and Mm. he is not. He was born in America, so that is he's of Nigerian descent, which kind of goes to the idea that like, um, and uh, Kerry Fukunaga's work does a really good job. I think part of it is to bridge the gap between like the idea that you have to be that person to care about that is a really big thing again like identity politics like mm-hmm. and it it really upsets me that that's a, a like a preconceived notion almost that's become a reality um and i like that his work deacon you know deconstructs that but, uh, you know, like the interviewers who it's their job <laughs> to know these things and correctly say that this man's from Nigeria is kind of ridiculous. Just, cause, you know, his family's from there and he visits there sometimes. But, right. um, but yeah, so it started out in middle school. He was at the time during the Civil Wars of Sierra Leone and stuff. And he, not in stuff, but you know what I mean. And he was, uh, reading about everything in the papers and he was the same age at that time as, at that time as, kids which is kind of how i remember feeling because sierra leone it's like a uh, horrible but um mm-hmm. and again it all feeds together so well angelina jolie went to visit comey that's crazy the yeah. world of idea okay sorry it's so much it's so much i'm so sorry uh, i'll get back on point but it's all good anyway but no but for, <laughs> if, if i might interrupt you for a moment please do um i, I uh, on a more personal personal note i i can't thank you enough for bringing these things up because oh henry i because not only is it important just for everybody to be aware of but i personally when i've been watching movies i've been thinking more so about the things that you mentioned yes i know right for for example i was watching hobbs and shaw the other day (laughs) (laughs) oh god i'm destroying your life (laughs) and uh not to get too off beat here but the the female character it kind of becomes a not that this is dealing with child soldier issues at all same idea um this of people is people yeah how she, even though she kind of has a a action um or a, a a a kind of equal level in terms of the male characters she's still kind of the 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 men have to go and save her and i was thinking to myself you know, Chloe wouldn't like that. <laughs> and uh-huh. so I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't thank you enough for bringing these things up as much as you do because well, you, I have Andy. noticed in my own, in my own life, <laughs> I'm becoming more aware. Aww, so, thank, thank you. you. The feeling is mutual, Henry, because you make oh, me thanks. watch a lot. Actually, I was thinking it when I um was watching You'll- um Extraction. I was like, God, I'd never. I was like, compare this to Planet of the Apes. I'm so glad I saw that, which I never would have seen. But this is trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll you'll catch those uh 12 minute long takes. You know? Yeah. You'll- <laughs> anyway, uh, anyways, continue. Um, but yeah, so it's happening all the time, and um, yeah. Oh, so then he, it kind of was, you know, stuck in his mind as hopefully we all have that kind of thing because if everyone just has that one thing that sticks in their mind and it's like we gotta do something about this then so much would be better if everyone just has this one little their one little thing you know domino effect um so his was this and he went to he eventually uh, went to harvard and he did his thesis project on uh child soldiers and um 
um, rehabilitation and everything like this. And then he, he wrote the book about it. And uh, the book hmm. is based on Agu, which is, again, he's a, like an amalgamation. He's just, he's a created character based on all the truths of, uh, of, uh, the injustices and atrocities against these little people, uh, much less their families and everybody else involved. God, I mean, it's terrible for every, <laughs> Everyone, right. uh, yeah. I don't know why the only form of equality we have in uh, the world is a uh, is a uh, genocide. But anyway, yes. um, <laughs> but anyway. So yes, and he wrote this book, and uh, Kerry Fukunaga. Somebody actually gave it to him, and he read it, and he was like, "This is amazing." And uh, he was self conscious at first about writing it because he was like, "Oh, no one's gonna take this on." Turns out he was right, so that sucks. But uh, so he shelved it for a while. Did see nombre. And a Jane Eyre, which, you know, so I guess you kind of have to, and that was still good, which is actually a really good lesson for me. You know, you got to kind of give in a little bit to get a little bit, but you mm. can still make it worth your time. So, um, yes. So then they collaborated and Idris Elba was brought in way later. It was just one phone call with Kerry Fukunagi. He hadn't read the script or anything. And he was like, yeah, I'm super in. So then they, uh, re, they, had a very short time. They filmed it in like 36 days, I think. They had they had a really hmm. small window because of Idris Elba's schedule, basically. Um, and they reworked the character a lot. He was a, originally way smaller character. And uh, he changed a lot. And um, in the book, he was way more like austere. Like it wasn't so much the... Like you were saying, we did this one because of the like weird paternal whatever. Mm. And that wasn't really there in the book which i think is interesting yeah um but it makes sense because again it's just a smaller it could very well have been agu who was in that spot because again he's fictionalized which you know how i say if you're gonna do that just make it uh, just make up names and stuff how i say that about stuff a lot when they change things just like just say it's a different place no one will know right you know what i mean like just yeah. make it that and so this does that which i really appreciate because then they could make those adjustments without being a dismissive of what actually happened so yeah. a lot of research went into it and a lot of care which is clearly the kind of uh people who would make this movie uh so appreciate netflix for that it was their first original movie so oh, that's right yeah. that's kind of dope yeah um of course it didn't get this was also the year of the uh uh oscar hashtag oscar so white that kind of thing and Ooh, it didn't get yes. it didn't get anything but it won like a, a lot of independent spirit awards but, um, okay, breathe and focus on what matters to say, Chloe. Okay, so, <laughs> oh, real men. You gotta be the Tom Cruise to my, okay, actually, well, okay. So, <laughs> I think I'm a red man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, mm, yeah, so it was a collaboration of the three of them mainly. And, you know, they found the little boy and everything, and he's wonderful. And, he, okay, I'll tell you another interesting thing, though. Okay. So, basically, they were like, where are we going to film this? Kerry Fukunaga was like, we have to film it in Africa because it looks, you know, it just has a sp its own look. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's very, like, lush and, like, the, like, Crimson Peak level. But, like, you think North Carolina has red clay ground. Yeah. That clay was crazy. Yeah. Um, Like, when they're, like, when he's in the, the ditch or yeah. the, the trench. Oh, beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. It, um, it, it, no, it, it is so quietly beautiful. Yeah, like, we should stop it, to say that. 
Yeah, it, it's so well shot, and it, but it's not showy at all. It's like no. when it, it lingers on shots and you're watching characters conversing, you'll kind of n- notice after a moment the backgrounds. and That's and what the, he's best at, I think. Uh, yeah, and the compositions, and it, it's amazing. It's absolutely beautiful. And he also uh, takes a page from where we are in the journey. So, like, like uh, can we talk about the... It's probably... It's probably one of my, I mean, it is one of my very favorite opening shots or scenes even of like any movie ever with the mm. TV, with the. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, you can, it's just purely beautiful and uh, interesting and unusual. Uh, it almost reminds me of like some of the uh, bits from, um, or I guess Lemonade, some bits from Lemonade almost remind me of the way that that shot, but just the kind of earthy beauty and the kind of like weird ethereal yeah stuff that can come from reality and everything yeah just the and, and also so beautiful in terms of the the beauty of it the the world feels so full like oh, yeah the 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 depth of shots and the, the the villages that they're in and, and the forests it really feels like you're watching a real place which i mean you yeah. you, you are in yeah. many ways but yeah the, the, the but world and a big part of that as well which was what what? Wait. <laughs> oh, we had a zoom moment. What? You go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, I was just gonna say the um, the 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 world feels so full and so rich. Yeah. It, from a cinematic perspective. Of course, yeah. Um, which again, in some ways, uh, I'm probably a little bit like him. Like this is me going off. This was his life, like the, his mission to tell the story for like, you know. 18 years and and the author decade so like there you go so imagine and he really does put in all that work and he's very specific and yeah you can definitely see uh again uh like a mark of i think anyway like a good director you can be like oh that's a kerry fukunaga movie you know yeah um but yeah he does so much with it because again he really appreciates the world he's in so we're going through like steps and stages i went off from my i was gonna say a fun fact but i forgot but anyway um <laughs> anyway so the movie starts and it's like beautiful and lush and oh i was gonna if you want to be like real obnoxious and college essay about it you can be like it's through a tv showing you this glimpse and it's kind of reminding you that what you're seeing is nothing like the reality which is far right, worse yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like uh-huh. all that kind of stuff um and even you know you're seeing it through the tv like how you quote unquote imagine africa because you know what i mean like Mm. i'm sure you know those and no offense because everyone's just trying to do their best and i really appreciate that but i've always taken i've always been like in college and stuff like people post selfies with like a bunch of little kids who are clearly like like the uh, your like high school peers who uh did like a mission trip or something for oh, yeah. like take selfies from like an orphanage and crap with these kids who clearly like ugh, like I just hate that right so like yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it's that kind of like quote unquote picture of Africa where you like what they say like you would ad- you can like adopt a kid you can sponsor a kid from Africa mm-hmm. the same way you sponsor a freaking you know tiger like it's so just bizarre to me because again it's like the whole idea of like distance and uh kind of a form of superiority which is again uh stopped by this movie because another and this is the way he uh it sh- it's the empathy he feels shows through both in 
the content but also the way he does it so like you're mostly most of the time you're at um agu's level so it's not shot you know mm-hmm. you're you're little you're down below <laughs> i don't even know how tall is the kid that age i should know but i can't do measurements yeah Anyway, not not the I, height I, of a man who's re- who's doing the filming. You're little. You're you're like ten, <laughs> right? Yeah. So so the whole movie, you're like on his level. So you're like looking up at Idris Elba, and you're, you know, all that stuff. But um, but he shifts. So like at first, it's like slow and beautiful, and uh, you're like always with Agu, and then it switches when he's in the jungle. It's like tons of i don't know if it's drones or what but he's like way far away and you see how little teeny speck he is in this huge green forest and that kind of uh shows you the power of illustration in a movie for uh, to evoke feeling because then it kind of makes sense to you why he's so susceptible once it takes place because a lot of times and i'm really guilty of it as we all know as henry especially knows seeing next to me movies when i start acting out and being like why don't they just put it but this movie does a really good job of uh stopping you from the opportunity to do that because it makes you really feel it so yeah. i can't just be like so you wouldn't just be like well, why doesn't he just run away you know what i mean because you're mm-hmm. like he's it tells you he's in the middle of nowhere and he's this little baby and uh it does a really good job of it goes over the a lot of the tactics they use in environments as such mm-hmm. um like you know they drug kids and they it's they brainwash kids and that kind of thing um there's a lot of violence very similar to um gang mentalities in america for instance the whole yeah. day, the whole idea of like family and also you can't leave because you'll be arrested that kind of thing right so, well, well i mean it the the interesting thing about leadership in this movie is it shows you how a charismatic seemingly confident leader can inspire uh, or or attempt to inspire young people um, almost through the same means in terms of uh, of being passionate and br- and trying to be brave and yeah. how the the worst messages can be communicated through those passages as if someone was preaching the right message and it's kind of yeah. the, the same platform but it's all of the wrong ideas. Yeah, and I think that message is so important because uh, you look at like the disenfranchised, the disenfranchised, which is a very um, uh, simple way to put what these kids, for instance, are dealing with. You know, they've been kind of cast out or not helped by society, right? So if you, which, and that's another thing about making the world smaller, like he says, everyone in the world's dealing with the same things, which I really appreciate, is that if you don't do the right thing and help people the right way, they're going to fall into there will be somebody there to catch them and it's not good for anyone who that person is <laughs> mm-hmm. which again is the you know which not to talk about you know it's our president for starters but it'll get a lot worse yeah uh if you know so yeah exactly i agree with you because uh yeah people uh people can know the right thing and the right ways to behave and they can take those and use the effective methods and the they say the real things and then do the wrong things again like 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 trump right now is talking about like medicare for all and stuff which he's not going to do but you know that's the whole thing but yeah it's all illusory and it's all the fight for power and everything and and i like that they show that um idris elba is in the top of the like i'm really glad 
that they did like just some middle they zoomed in like how it's no actual place in africa it's they zoom into this one group they don't just talk about like they don't act like it's one horrible person in charge of the whole thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like a cycle of abuse that gets worse and worse which you know but it does have a an inspiring true ending you know it does yes For, for a lot of not not everyone but for some which is hopeful um but also, I really like... Now, this one's a little... This is a little bit of Chloe's shade corner. We won't stay here too long. Don't worry. Okay. But the whole idea of the white savior and everything, I'm really glad this movie, and I'm not surprised, didn't... Uh, I'm really glad this movie did not uh, embrace the UN as, like, a savior, because... Uh, sorry, everybody. UN sucks. But anyway, yeah. um, but I'm just glad they didn't take the easy way out, which you can rely on filmmakers you trust to know that they won't. Like, I knew he wouldn't. Um, but also, okay, I'm done now on my thing, but okay. Oh, so then we didn't even, t- so I'm midpoint. So then when we get into the jungle, <laughs> we get into, I'm talking about movie stuff. Don't worry. When we get into okay. the jungle, then it becomes like, uh, um, handheld and everything and the, uh, sound changes. So it's a lot more, yeah. uh, and the lighting. So it's like natural lighting and there's like, uh, uh, what's the word for that? There's a professional word for that. But anyway, it's like the for real. For what? For like real sounds, <laughs> um, I mean, there's a yeah, there's a there's a not not I mean yeah, R- real sounds. I I, I I don't know. Yeah, there's a movie word for it, but whatever. Real sounds. I went to film you know. school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it all sticks. But uh, <laughs> there's a real sounds stuff, and then it shifts back again. And um, but anyway, so basically, what I'm saying, without going through the whole thing, because everyone's already done with me, is that he adjusts his film making styles to adhere to what the story requires for you to feel most in it which i really really appreciate and even like the uh drug scene he like colored that himself like he yeah Hmm. it's dope i mean it's not as terrible and i didn't mean to say dope in that context i'm trying to stop saying dope because it's bad but um because <laughs> that's where I'm at. But yeah. anyway, he's just so admirable as a filmmaker. One, he's he's admirable as a storyteller, which is most important to me, right? But separately, he's so admirable as a filmmaker. Like he's just so good. <laughs> he's so good. And mm. the sound. Let's talk about the soundtrack. Oh, it's or it's not a soundtrack. The score. Oh, the score is great. Yeah. It's like synth and stuff and they they actually didn't want it to sound like it was from anywhere so like it was not orchestral and it was not like uh just like african drums which might be like the you know you know quote-unquote woke thing to do or whatever but it's like all these different instruments from all over altered so none of them sounds quite like they actually do and like they don't actually belong anywhere interesting which i think is so cool because that's how these you know beasts of no nation you know yeah um, which is very powerful. It was the title of the book, so you know, and I think it really, uh, <laughs> it really encapsulates a lot of the themes and messages of of the work very well. You know, whilst not dismissing sure. the the uh, the one on one level of uh, injustice and despair caused. You know, it, it does a really good job of balancing big issues and the the personal i mean i cried because of the characters more than i did because of the 
what the movie's showing, which mm-hmm. says which says a lot. Which shows again that it's a good movie. You know what I mean? It's not just oh yeah. It's not just like punch you in the face with like things are terrible, but it like invests you in the characters and everything. Like like Striker. Oh my god, oh, yeah. we haven't even talked about <laughs> little baby. Oh my god, yeah. have you ever? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love him. Oh, my God. He's such a good character. Yeah. And that's the other thing. He's, like, such a classical... He's, like, a classic character somehow. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm -hmm. so complex. And that little boy is amazing, by the way. But, oh, my word. Yo, in terms of humanizing the characters, as Fukunaga does, the one scene that comes to mind is you get a, a look at this abuse that's happening between mm. Idris Elba and his soldiers. And uh, as Agu comes out, you know, yeah. they've, oh, they, they've, they've just been dealing with, you know, they've just had a huge day of very violent fighting and you've seen them do terrible things. Of course, they, they had no idea what they're, they're doing, but you, you contrast that with these two boys just kind of hugging and yeah. just kind of comforting each other. And you see, Right after that, they are just little kids, you know, Absolutely. and they're just having to deal with the world that they're in. And and also another one that comes to mind is towards the very end where Agu is at this, um, I don't know what you call it, uh, uh, the rehabilitation center. Yeah, he there are these two boys who are who yeah. leave. Oh, that other kid was so good, too. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. There are actors everywhere. That kid next to him who was, like, just next to him in that scene, that kid was great. Yeah, and he, he does a great job of putting in these little, not not the best term, but nuggets, little cinematic nuggets yeah. that feed this world and those characters. And you can see how much Agu knows how yes. that that life and them leaving this center will be could be the death of them. Yeah. And so he he does a great job of not again not hammering you against yeah. the head like you said but he doesn't the- want to make you he doesn't want to uh his he's confident enough in what he's doing to not uh want to make you feel all better by the end. Like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't tie up all the loose ends because the loose ends are what makes it real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Oh my god. God. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Every moment. I could talk about this movie endlessly. Mm-hmm. Endlessly. Oh my gosh. But you know, yeah. Even even consider considering how dark it is, when I finished it, I immediately wanted to rewatch it. And that you know. is a testament to to how good it is. Exactly. Because yeah. it's about the worst. <laughs> it's, it's about yeah. the most difficult content. It's a, it's very difficult, but it's so uh, engaging and and it also does a really good job uh, because it allows the ease. That's the other thing. Like a uh, extraction or whatever tries to force all these ideas about the human condition and what makes you survive and whatever. But this movie just allows the truth to kind of shine through, like uh, how love and uh, even a little bit of hope. But even if you don't have hope, just the uh, a connection to another person is what can keep you going. Yeah. Which I think is so uh, meaningful because it's not going to make everything good, but it can, you know, 
again, just the little bit of steps, little bit of steps. And the little things Agu says are so uh, meaningful because they actually sound like they could come out of a little baby's mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they're not having him, you know, spit Play-Doh at you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's very true to to self. And it has a lot of unanswered questions because they don't need to be answered. You're just kind yeah. of... Well, they do, but they can't be. I guess that's the point. They can't be right now. But even... uh. Again, back to the reason I thought we put these movies together is because you told me, you had texted me and been like, oh, it's a big deal, this like 15-minute uh, one take through the thing mm. and extraction. Um, but the one in the middle of Beast of No Nation is so impactful, how he's just yeah. walking around, pushing the stuff off the top of just destruction yeah. for the sake of destruction is so like potent and it's so in your face again because there aren't like loud crashes and stuff like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's just yeah (sighs) yeah also when he um sees that woman yeah uh, and the confusion yeah yes also in terms of his his subtle commentary that he's been taught to feel from his upset yeah. yeah towards the end where it all falls apart you you see how easily a group like that without either the the fear or the yes the i guess the the hope or the 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 mission statement when that's gone yeah. there's nothing there's no attachment to Idris Elba's character whereas exactly. you know a, a good leader could maybe lose something along the way Moses. but there's <laughs> yeah but yeah but yeah there's still the there could still be the love yeah. there for, for them but in this it's like they're out of bullets I'm 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 gone. I'm done. You know exactly. And That's it's, a really good point too. Yeah, which is again, it's a lot of like uh, it's like how I like to talk to kids as if they're real people. So it's like honest. Yeah. It's honest uh, portrayals of what uh hope is. <laughs> so it's not like a beautiful like oh like you know the s- skies open up and whatever. It's like okay, we're finally out of bullets. Oh, that means his power is taken away. That means we can at least try towards something else. You know what I mean? Right. And the oh my god, can you believe the beauty? I want. I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't want to say it, but again, he everything is so meaningful. Like the whole thing with the water and extraction. Right? They try to like bring it back around or whatever. This the the whole imagination TV thing. You know the. Mm-hmm. what ends up happening with that gets brought back around and they see each other and that's so beautiful and so meaningful because it also shows you yeah it's just another uh, another piece of uh, hope the idea of community and all that stuff so yeah. so per- so beautiful and mm-hmm. again very poignant because we see like the littler kids the UN sponsored stuff it's not the UN by the way it's the government you know they're assisted with the UN helmets and stuff the UN has to write that they gave them the helmets uh but that who by the way also a lot of uh like the water in the bag and stuff mm-hmm. you can say that they took such things from and they just don't even bring it up which I really respect and he said that that was kind of on purpose anyway but they don't bring up whether that water was, uh, you know, stopped and stolen by the rebels or given to the rebels, which is. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, 
Oh no, what was I saying? Oh, so they take, so they show that the little kids are being uh, taken in the truck like to safety, right? But the older kids are still on the ground with their hands behind their head and everything mm. uh, with the soldiers pointing their guns at them and we don't see what happens to them, which I think is also really important yeah. and potent and relevant again to American society, you know, who is like capable of quote unquote rehabilitation. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Also, to kind of circle back to how he presents things, especially with humanizing people, the scene towards maybe in the first third where there's the 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 bridge ambush. Yeah, you know, and after Agu does this really terrible thing, he's I guess he's looking through something. I'm not, I can't remember exactly, but they he makes a point of showing the camera and you can see like the the shorts he's wearing and they're yeah. like they're, they're like these athletic shorts that you could buy at at target mm-hmm. you know and it, and it immediately without saying anything is very touching because you're like this is just a kid you know yeah. he, he he could have just gone to walmart and bought these shorts you know well and, what's more is the yeah what? the way well what's more is the way that a lot of those kids get their clothes is either they're sent by America. Right. Um, or, uh, sometimes they're f- like found, which is interesting because, uh, uh yeah. America sends a lot of its garbage to Africa mm. and, uh, the African government gets money for, uh, housing the, uh, landfills, which is quite something because none of that money goes back into the infrastructure of the country as evident by the fact that they just allow for landfills uh, from all the American crap on America. But mm-hmm. anyway, so it's even if it's even more so. So it's good again that you can take different that also shows good storytelling is that your again heuristics whatever allow you to see these certain things to empathize or whatever in different ways depending on who you are. So like for you that's just as effective as for me I saw it as Oh, so people, kind of the point of this movie is people think they're helping, you know, because uh, the UN brings over these clothes. What are they doing while they're wearing these clothes that we've grown out of? It's not like a huge feat. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like something easy you do to to try to console yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, I th- and on my point, it was maybe even more of thinking about it from my perspective like that's th- th- those are shorts that like i i would wear yeah you know when i was younger and so it's like this immediate like punch in the face of yeah. reality exactly oh it's so it's such a good movie because it's so <laughs> should i say my uh my self-professed get right it's so pregnant <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i hate that oh my uh, god it's okay but, but yeah it it is for sure oh it's there's so much to it you could just talk about it on end because unfortunately unlike that uh interviewer said it's uh, eternally relevant uh topical is a just the is exactly the problem you know what i mean oh yeah Uh, it's like which injustice are we going to uh acknowledge today so that we feel uh relevant as we uh or you know whatever Ugh. but anyway you can fix the world but if you uh uh, think about yourself as part of it. If everybody did, then it'd be a little better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. Like all he like again. You could be like, oh well, he's just making a movie or whatever, right? But it has impact, and it also makes people feel, I don't know, more 
puts a fire in your belly a little bit or it makes you feel a little yeah. seen or, you know, so, so forth and so on. Also, he did film it in Ghana and they used a lot of, um, well, basically everyone there. Actually, now this is interesting. This shows you that everything's not black and white. I don't know where, I'm just gonna lay this out. I got no, uh, uh, nothing, no commentary because God even knows. But basically, Kerry Fukunaga hired a bunch of people who had been in, uh, who had been child soldiers in real organizations, um, from Sierra Leone, whatever, whatever, to be consultants or extras, you know, um, which is, the extra seems kind of like a bad idea, but anyway, um, <laughs> just cause yeah. I feel like PTSD is not great, but who yeah. knows? Consultants, whatever, whatever, but they were stopped at the border for being, uh, suspected, uh, mercenaries. Hmm. Yeah, which is quite gnarly, and it shows, like, the government there is not great. Like, they even thought about, um, cutting out the scene with sexual abuse by Idris Elba. Uh, they thought about cutting it out because, um, Ghana, when they were making the movie, there was a lot of, uh, um, unkind, unfounded, you know, just wrong and immoral, uh, uh, hatred uh, towards the, LGBTQ community by the government. So they were thinking about cutting it out because they didn't want to help uh, encourage those stereotypes or whatever, but uh, then, you know, they kind of came to the conclusion they had to tell the story in, in full in hopes, you know, that the the greater good, as it were, and the, you know, truth will out. You can't, you know. So that's yeah. another that's another interesting thing about the level of dedication to the movie and the themes and the goals and hopes of it you know what i mean for sure yeah <laughs> all right well uh all right well it's it's a five for me oh yeah it's <laughs> it's i mean it's okay should i just tell you what i picture okay please so <laughs> so it's so apparently there's this restaurant called meadow between somewhere between here and oak island where uh my best friends have a beach house and that kind of thing. Okay. And they stop, and it's in the middle of nowhere. It's like a farm-to-table restaurant, but it's literally, like, in a meadow, I guess? I've never been there. I keep trying to go there with them, but, like, something always happens where I don't go or where we don't have going. And so, but I have this very vivid picture of it where it's a huge meadow, as you can imagine, uh, North Carolinian style, um, and, like, the grass kind of tall, and there's, like, a little log cabin-y thing. Hmm. Or like wooden building where they make the food and then they bring it out to you on these picnic tables, which I imagine being very long and big and like unfinished and stuff. And then the tables have like, you know, they're, they have like, uh, pitchers that they're now, you know, your mason jar style that they're now using as like, uh, vases and the tables are covered in flowers and stuff like that. And there's communal tables, like I said, and there's like, you know, oh, bread baskets and that kind of thing. And it's nice. But, (laughs) but (laughs) the, I, picture it because of what happened we were gonna go and then there was a hurricane a huge hurricane which i left early narrowly to avoid the hurricane but so now when i picture it i see it kind of it's like that and then a huge gray overcast and the hurricane and the wind and all the food and everything swirls so it's like a beautiful ball so uh you know scary and terrible nice <laughs> all right well, and that's cool. what i uh, yeah yeah that's what came to mind all right well i guess we can touch on maybe a little bit of news the big thing as we mentioned 
at the beginning of the show, San Diego Comic-Con 2020 is canceled oh. for the first time in maybe, I think they said 55 years or so. That's sad. Yeah. And Man. it's going to, they plan to have it reopened or, or happen uh, in 2021. Yeah, we also had... That's the thing about Disney as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all, all the, the theme parks are closed until 2021, I think, for Disney. No, I don't think it's official. Oh, no. Okay. But I could be wrong, but... And then I think uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man uh, 3 film has been pushed back, and then the, the production's on... What an emotional roller coaster of Tom Holland. First, he wasn't in it anymore. Right. <sighs> Boy. This is mostly a satirical yes <laughs> but also true things yeah and then i'm trying to seem like i know anything about marvel no, no, mostly what's happening and then oh, i wanted that natalie portman taika watiti movie and now i'm feel a little invested and a little upset i think i think that got pushed up actually <gasps> so nice. I, 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 I don't think by by that much but still got pushed up where and a then for me mission mission impossible seven and eight which were set to film back to back i think got pushed back at least a year so a lot of a lot of big delays going on, but I would, rightfully I would, so. I would love to see Tom Cruise have to film all of it by himself, you know, with the green screen, he would or whatever do it. he wants. Exactly. He yes, he would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the Tom Cruise cut. Yeah, of- <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Did the one come out where he busted? Yeah, that one came out right where he busted his uh, leg open. Yeah. Okay, so we got something. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chloe, any other news? There was a Venom 2 got a title. You see that? Oh, crazy title. Yeah, Venom, Let Somehow There Be Carnage. or something? Oh, Carnage. Yeah, because of the, the villain going to be played by Woody Harrelson. With the hair. We got a Hunger Games prequel officially announced. Chloe, are you uh, psyched? Uh, that looked good. Was it like fake people or what was that? Did you? It looked. They did look real. They look like CGI people. What do you What I, do you mean? It might just been the finishing, but they just in the. Uh, oh, it, oh! They released a little. It, may, it might be. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was for the book that's coming out. Or oh, or not. maybe it, that's it could be it. that. I'm not sure. Could be for the book. That makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, we're living in it. We're living in the mm. prequel, everyone. This yeah. is <laughs> this is the kind of society that goes right to Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was saying something about that uh, to my mom earlier. Did yeah, you hear? Because I'm a psycho, but I I wanted not things to not be bad. So. Yeah, do you, it happened a couple weeks ago. I can't remember which state, maybe Louisiana or something, and they the police played the Purge siren during the city. To 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 uh, announce the like the curfew or the or the lockdown, they played the purge siren from the the films in on the, purpose. Yeah, in in the, the the town or the city that it took place in, and of course they got a ton of complaints and they stopped. I mean, but they chose to use that sound. Henri, don't let me go off on the broken policing system of America. Oh, after. oh, yeah, yeah, I mean. That's yeah. a whole other episode. Let's do, let's review Fruitvale Station, okay? Oh, yeah. oh my God. It doesn't surprise me, and I wish it did. That's insane. Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. Ugh. God. Yeah. At least it got <laughs> complaints, but Jesus. Yeah. Ugh. 
Other than that, not, I don't know if there's... I'm glad people are keeping their sense of humor in this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anything else uh, news-wise, Chloe? Uh, I mean, you know more than I. It's just a lot of things getting... <laughs> yeah, just a, just a lot of delays, so not a whole lot to delays, say. I guess. But, yeah. Uh, we gotta... I don't know. Gotta work it out. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find <laughs> something. Work it out. <laughs> I just wish that they'd be a little more reasonable about releasing things uh you know. Yeah. On on you know, not video duh on whatever this is called. On demand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. All right. Yeah. Well, uh I guess we can move on and we can get to some mail. So the Film Buds podcast at gmail.com is where you can reach us at. Also Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Film Buds. If you're de- yeah, if you're desperate on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and so the we have a just a just a list of different titles uh, or entertainment that people have been watching during nice. quarantine. And so thank you to all the people who contributed. And if you haven't yet, please send us either a a, a story structured message Do like whatever we, you want yeah like we did uh, a few weeks ago or you can just send us a list of things you've been watching just the titles so we'd love to hear from you if you're or a voice memo we'll pop you on yeah yeah for sure <laughs> maybe we'll put you in the the video podcast a little clip yeah. you know. oh i'd do that we do that in a heartbeat yeah so um chloe if it's all right i'm just gonna just gonna read them off if that's okay oh yeah i'll probably interrupt yeah and I'll I'll try to space them to where it's like the titles are each it's one person at a time. But so let's see. Starting off, we have Westworld and Shit's Creek. We have Sounds like my sister. Yeah, we have Mel Brooks. <laughs> just Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. Sounds like me. We I have love Mel Brooks. We got Ford versus Ferrari. And apparently the ending was a punch in the gut. <laughs> we have Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay, classic. Yeah, and then we have uh, a little bit longer message here. British Mysteries on Acorn, BritBox, Masterpiece, and anywhere Sounds else. Sounds like I my can, mom. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere else I can find them. And, of course, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Perfect when sheer unoriginal Sounds fluff like my aunt. is needed. Please don't tell Chloe it is oh. your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> we love Sins. Yeah. Uh, cooking Competitions and Mysteries. Sounds like my mom. It was your mom. <laughs> We have a entire rewatch of Community. Oh, sounds like me. That's yeah. great. Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, we the, love. And then uh, as a group, we have The Prodigy, The Should League, and the original Star Trek. The The Prodigy, The League, and the OG Star Trek. Yes. Okay, I've seen two out of three. Yeah. I don't know what The Prodigy is. I'm not sure either, actually. We got to look into it. Yeah. I don't that, like The League myself, but yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And then um, an- another longer one here. We have Shit's Creek again. Ozark. P.S. Okay. P.S. Holy shit, Ozark, you are crazy. Oh, I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was a show. No. Uh, <laughs> That's tr- the after show. This person's got to start a podcast about Ozark. Yeah. Tried to That's get passion. In- tried to get into The Hunters, but it didn't take. Oh, try it again <laughs> if you're listening. I love Hunters. Yeah. All the British cop mystery shows that ever happened. My mom wrote again. <laughs> no. uh, the punk singer. Oh, uh, the punk singer. That that's the the title. 
a Friends documentary about Kathleen Hanna of Bikini Kill. That's cool. Oh, you better watch it, Henry. Yeah, I will. Then we have Trapped, Unorthodox, and Mary Tyler Moore. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Unorthodox myself, but that's, that's a what I've been hearing. Discussion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, from me. Yeah, uh, and for, <laughs> that's uh, from other, other people as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's... And then uh, Trapped. I watched it basically only uh, to try to uh, protect my sister. I watched it to know whether or not to, she could watch it, basically, or should would right. be upset if she watched it, basically. Yeah. It won't for me. What is the prodigy? And then a few more here. We have Online Lectures and The Nanny. Okay. <laughs> that does sound like my sister. It is your sister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have the faculty. We love the nanny. Yeah. That's our mom. Um, we have Six Feet Under, Better Call Saul, Plot Against America, My Brilliant Friend, among others. This person's watching all the stuff. I'm like, oh, I should watch that. So Yeah. And then I this one, this last one is interesting. Ray Donovan, For a Bit of <laughs> Culture, comma. <laughs> no, th- this is the kicker. Comma. I've added French subtitles. <laughs> I love that. Wait, I do that too, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'd never stick through it and I just have the subtitles on without. That's amazing. Yeah. Ray Donovan is an interesting choice. I've never though. watched it. I, I think that's okay. Yeah. I, it's like, it's one of those, uh, I won't say more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Need I? Perhaps. Will I? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That, so that's the, that's the list. So thanks well, again. Uh, to everybody for uh, commenting or sending in messages and please do if you haven't yet I will <laughs> uh, I right. second the nanny yeah in community yeah all right well I guess we can enough with our own pieces of quarantine entertainment Chloe our picture I have of the a week. really good one all right I have a I have a handful as well so go for it go for it you want go me to start I think I only have one so oh, okay. we'll end on that one so I have a, a couple, re, uh, a handful of rewatches. Actually, first of all, should we talk a little bit about Sharp Objects? Sure, let's get into it. I'm here. Yeah, I've seen it. No, I've I've watched five episodes, and I, I will done? I will have to say, since we st- we changed um, or decided not to review it, I kind of gave up. I, I was I was running out of steam, somewhat. But this it's is the slow. It might be too slow a burn. Yeah, the Amy Adams HBO miniseries based off the Gillian Flynn novel, who did Gone Girl, and it's directed by Jean-Marc Vallée, who did Dallas Buyers Club and uh, Big Little Lies, Wild. I thought it. it I'm fine. So how with, many are there? What? Six, how many are there? Six or eight or what? It's like maybe eight, eight, eight. Okay, so you're um, on five. I, I haven't read the book. Have you, Chloe? Absolutely not. Okay, not my deal. Yeah, <laughs> the TV show barely had me hang. Yeah, I, I liked Gone Girl a lot, and I liked this a lot for the most part. But by episode five, it felt so extended. Like I think this easily could could have been a two and a half hour movie, like Gone Girl. Oh, you yeah. know, and oh yeah. I'm fine with it being slightly more long form, but I, I could not believe that I still had four, like three or four hour long episodes left because yeah. it felt like 
nothing happened yeah. throughout most of each episode, and then there would be a mysterious teaser at the end. And the twists are all very predictable. Yeah. We got every single one. I think I told you I watched this with Kaylee, who I've praised her for this continually. Continuously? I hate, I don't know. But I've always praised her for this because she has a, such an imaginative, creative mind, and she really underestimates that about herself. And her uh, theories for where things are going are so much more interesting mm. than what actually happens. And it's, yeah. uh, it's really a downer. Yeah. <laughs> But I, it was very predictable. So what I thought was going to happen is what happened, which is not a, a gold star. Mm. But what she thought was going to happen, I said, oh, my God, let me watch that. Mm-hmm. And there's none of what happened. Yeah. I, I liked Amy Adams a lot. I thought she. Oh, she's so good. She, yeah, she really fit that character perfectly. All the performances otherwise are fairly good. But again, it's the pacing. It's just yeah. the amount of content that that's there for I'm guessing what seems to be a, a bad payoff as well as just the I think I told you the emptiness um of the the show at a certain point. Yeah, but let me live in that gorgeous house. Oh yeah, big time. Okay, that is just my style. Um I've told my my mom and I have been going for lots of walks, as mm-hmm. you can imagine. Um, lots through uh, Hillsboro, old Hillsboro. Okay. And it's like, oh my gosh. So, or, and also downtown Chapel Hill. You know, safe. Don't worry, everybody. Actually, I found a lot more, because I've been uh, a little, you know, anxious. It's weird. Uh, who knows why? Weirdly. But, uh, about, uh, like about trails and stuff, just because they're so narrow and you get kind of stuck. Yeah, and my yeah. mom and I are always the ones to go in the woods. You only yeah. want to be friends with the people who go in the woods, not the people who pretend like you're not there. No. Oh, yeah. So I, I was I actually, speaking of, I actually went on a walk earlier today, Chloe, with yeah. my dog. My dog found a half-eaten hamburger bun that she <laughs> snatched up. <laughs> And I've I, I I go about I go on walks maybe almost every day now with her and truly every time I always see someone coming and I'm like okay are they gonna are yeah. we playing a little game of chicken here are we who's gonna who's gonna turn and finally I just have to go on the other side I'm like it and then they make no attempt to I'm like okay fine I'll do it but. Yeah, that kind of thing really annoys my mom, too. But, like, I don't waste my energy on that kind of thing. Because, like, people are going to people. You know what I mean? But most yeah. people are... So, it's, like, very weird. But but then, uh, you know, then, you know, some people wave at you while you're standing in the woods. Because they're like, thanks or whatever. And yeah. other people don't acknowledge you. And you're like, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah. But I'm, like, anxious about getting stuck between people, which has happened. Or, like, you go in the woods and then you're, like, you know... Clobo's been very susceptible to uh, ticks, so she's like scared. Mm. Of, I'm scared of ticks now. A side effect of getting a tick is you start talking in uh, first person. But anyway, I just said Clobo scared ticks and she's whatever, which was uh, not on purpose. And then uh, also, my mom doesn't like snakes, that kind of thing. Um, so I was like, yo, just park in a public parking area and uh, take strolls around uh, spaces. Yeah, <laughs> that or not just because everyone's like trail walking, or whatever. So my advice to you is, uh, for example, we've been going and um, parking at the pool uh, near the neighborhood my grandparents lived, and I kind of and I grew up there, and I just walk around. There's like endless neighborhoods, and there's like nobody there, so just walk around there, and you know that's very mm-hmm. nice. But uh, what's talking about the houses? Oh, I said this to my mom on one of those walks. I it was one of the ones in Hillsboro, as you can imagine, with uh, what I'm going to say. But, like the houses are so pretty, but. 
I don't want I don't want those slave owning ghosts. Okay, right. I'm not living in a historical house. I appreciate like they're so pretty, like the ones in Sharp Objects. It just ain't worth it. It just mm-hmm. ain't worth it because. And look, I know that whole thing of like, oh, not all slave owners were mean or whatever. But guess what? A lot were, okay? So I'm yeah. not trying to live. Sorry, Thomas Jefferson. I'm not trying to live in a slave owner's house with the, you know, that. There's so much there, right? Yeah. And also, I, you know, I have a weird relationship with my uh, spirituality, my belief in ghosts and stuff like that, right? But I am not trying to trap my grandparents with an old uh slave owner who's probably super, you know, he probably doesn't like Jews, first of all. He's probably also terrible conversational. I don't want to trap my family ghosts with those people. So yeah. I'm not living in a house like the beautiful house in Sharp Objects, but I will put things from it on my inspiration board, Yeah, which I don't have because mm. I'm not that person, but I admire the people who do, but not the flooring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it was all right. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll finish it. Maybe. You got to now. I yeah. put some good jokes in there you didn't get. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also rewatched Moneyball and Foxcatcher. Both. Oh, Foxcatcher is bo- underrated. Both directed by Bennett Miller. And I checked. Foxcatcher came out in 2014. He has done nothing since, nor does is there anything announced on his page. Where is the guy? He's that's know? rough. Oh yeah. Okay, I was no, worried I you might have a s- story about him or something. No, no, I, I'm just worried because of that movie's intense, man. I'm worried he uh, something happened. You know, I'm worried he 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 didn't take care of himself emotionally. Yeah, maybe so. But I I love Moneyball. I it's it's written by Aaron Sorkin and Stephen Zalian, who did um he did Schindler's List, The Night of. Uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the American one, and a lot of others. But it's so well written, and Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill are so good together. And this might be yeah. my favorite, or one of my favorite, Philip Seymour Hoffman performances. Mm. He's great in it as well. It's mm-hmm. it's it's now I I Chloe, I don't know if you know this, but uh, prior to high school, I was a massive baseball fan and player. I can see that. Yes. <laughs> we might have talked about this. So, I essentially extreme. You stopped because of the pants. That's why I would have stopped. No, <laughs> but I es- hot. around that time I essentially exchanged baseball for Green Day, and you you can kind of get. So it was Dang. like that was my Green Day jump. back in in the day. So I, I even though I, I don't your favorite pl- baseball player, I liked Derek Jeter a lot. <laughs> I was I was a big Yankee fan. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, I, I do have an appreciation for the sport, and I enjoy baseball movies, but I, I at least found that it was fairly accessible, even if you're not a diehard baseball fan. I, I think. I could be wrong, but I think they present it in a way where it's accessible to, to most people, but it's so yeah. well-written and so funny and, and well-directed. Also, one yeah. thing about Bennett Miller, I love how quiet his movies are. And, and now they're um, complemented or, or contrasted by very um, visceral moments like in Foxcatcher, but I love how yeah. calm and quiet his movies are. That's how they get you. Yeah. 
The so night of space is just as important. Yeah. So that does have two upcoming projects apparently. Oh really? Oh well, they weren't on IMDb, so they're they're slacking. Yeah. <laughs> Yet again. Once with George Clooney, so Ooh. I couldn't give a crap. And the, I don't like George Clooney. <laughs> and then the in case you, in case you couldn't tell by that, uh, mm. yeah. And then the other one is a Christmas Carol, which everyone is doing. So who knows if that one holds? Okay. But. And then Foxcatcher, which is the the story of the these two wrestling brothers who get involved with uh, one of the members of the DuPont family. And not to spoil it, but crazy things end up happening. Oh, boy. But Channing Tatum... That's a hard watch. Yeah, but it, it's so grim and so uh, uh, chilling, but it's so well done. Uh, Channing Tatum, Steve yeah. Carell, and Mark Ruffalo are just incredible together and by themselves. Like, Mark Ruffalo, he's good at changing himself for roles but how i don't know if it was his workout or or the designer but hulk yeah he he really disappears into that character and he's really i think he's gifted yeah but i i love i i hadn't seen it in years but it's still as great as it was then and i also rewatched aliens which uh is on hbo which one's that the second one. Oh, it's a movie. Yes. What? Those is the Sigourney Weaver. Yes. What, what did okay. you what, what did you think it was? Lots of things. Okay. <laughs> but now I, I'm There's a, a TV show. I guess it's not called Aliens. If that's called Aliens, but it's a British TV show. It's good. Huh. Oh no, it's n- not the Simon Pegg thing. No, neither is this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I love the Alien what, series. Paul? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. Um, I think that was my first R-rated movie in theaters. Oh, really? It's a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a Timberline. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I, I really like the Alien franchise, and this one is no exception. It's just it's just very entertaining. Like, right when I turn it on, I just kind of have to finish it. And the the humor between the, the Marines is very... It's very over the top, but it's... In that world, it feels perfectly authentic and... So that was I hadn't seen that in a long time and it was nice to to see it still holds up. And that might be about it, Chloe. For me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Henry. After uh, that, yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> I like I said, haven't really watched so much. My dad and I are still watching Silicon Valley, so but I've seen that. But we're at the point where I haven't seen them. So hmm. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Yeah. Last season so far is definitely not my favorite, but you know that's, that's what I heard. Of, oh, really? Yeah. Ah, it's just they, the characters are less lovable than before, and it's so sad because mm-hmm. the actors are very lovable and like they're really gifted comedians. So yeah, this is a segue into I've been watching it. Like just went on Netflix, I believe, recently, but Middleditch and Schwartz. So hmm. it's Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley and also my favorite uh, low-budget movie of all time, Splinterheads, uh, which no one's heard of. Hmm. Um, it's tied with Risk Cutters, a love story. Okay. But anyway, uh, I love <laughs> I love Splinterheads. So I like Thomas Middleditch before you. So anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, um, did you know he tried out for SNL and they said no because he looked too much like Death Myers. That's true. 
That is interesting. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Brutal. But anyway, so he is really funny, really talented improviser with um, Ben Schwartz, who, as you can imagine, is also a very talented improviser. Hilarious. So they're a really good pair. And basically, it's like a three-part comedy special like Netflix has been doing. And as I've said, I'm not much of a comedy special person, even though it seems like it'd be my deal. But this one is so good because it's like a little play. Mm -hmm. Because so... The whole show, each, there are three of them and they're each different and they're totally improv. So they're based on, like, the first one is the only one I've seen so far, but they're like, anyone have anything interesting going on in their lives or whatever, you know, exciting or whatever. And so the first one is based on a wedding and it, uh, speaks a little bit to how every person is interesting and has a story to tell because the, the, they're like, oh yeah, someone in the whatever says wedding and the story, the real, story of the wedding that's gonna happen is fascinating in its own right so the show is so good and it's so much fun and it's like cute and you're kind of in on it and they're you know clearly care about each other and it's like really fun and pure and really smart uh so that's dope and that's really cool so i've enjoyed that and then basically the only other thing uh Oh, Henry, as you know, I've been on a mission, a journey to find some animated show that I enjoy. Oh, yes. And I haven't been able to find any, uh, (laughs) but the one that I was, you know, I'm like a, it's like a bad habit, a personality trait where I'm like a saver, like if something's super good, I want to save it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my DVR crashes and it's all gone, which is my childhood, but I haven't super learned my lesson. But I've been better about it. Gemma will not finish shows. She will not watch the last episode of a show if hmm. she likes it. Interesting. So I'm a little, I'm a little better than that. You've been but, watching um, Green Eggs and Ham? No, haven't. That's the one I can't. You know, I gotta save it. But uh, so there's a show again on Netflix, and I think it's a Netflix original, but I'm probably wrong. But I think it is actually. But um, it's called Hilda, and there are a few episodes, and it's animated, and it's. Just my style. Nice. If you think you're a little bit like me, my disposition and stuff, uh, it'll be right up your alley. It's very creative and it's sweet and it's real. And I love it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, give it a poke. And it's the animation style I actually like because that's another thing I found. I don't like the, like, I don't really like the, I really don't like the Adventure Time um, animation style and I don't like, uh, the Rick and Morty one, and I, mm. it's just like a, there, the, a lot of the other shows I won't watch just cause I don't like the animation style, but I really like it of this one. It's a little more over the garden wally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the show itself is not, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Cool. <laughs> that show's fun for all ages. Yeah. Oh, also, briefly, I, on HBO, I tried rewatching Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch, and it was just awful. So I, I uh, yeah. I stopped about twenty minutes in. That's not a surprise. Yeah. The, I really want to watch um, what seems to be the good version of that. It's like Emma Emma uh, what's her name is it Emma Roberts is in it, and the girl from that other movie. Shoot, ah, I'll find out. Huh. It looks so cool. The visuals are ridiculous. Huh. But I don't know. And it's like similar idea, I think. I gotta, I mean, I know it's a similar idea. I gotta find out about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I just, <laughs> I'm uh, sure you know exactly what I'm talking about from the 
stellar definition. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that about does really it. Really watch the you should watch the Thomas you should watch the Mildeson Schwartz thing. You'll uh, love it. Yeah, I will. Check it out, Henry. I will. I'll give it a poke. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think that about does it for the show. What a yet another yeah. whirlwind. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Now, next week, I think, I mean, as it will be for a while, it's kind of up in the air a little bit. Yeah. There is the the new Netflix animated movie, The Willoughbys, which we might try and do. But again, it's uh, anybody's guess. True, true. We'll we'll find something, but follow us on social media to to keep up updated. And thefilmbuds.com, I'm doing a little bit more work on the site, so just you know, check it out. You know, Henry works hard. Yes. There are two uh, horror movies I want to watch, which is a plot twist. So. Like new ones? <laughs> what, are they, what are they new on? New to me. Haven't seen them, so I think they're both on Hulu. What are they called? <laughs> uh, one's that one I told you about, and I don't know what's called, and the other one is the one with Lupita Nyong'o, and I also don't know what's called. Oh, that Little Monsters. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I have been wanting to watch that. Yeah. But yeah, so we got some cool options. We we got some cool choices. Well. Chloe, thanks again. It's so nice to see you and talk you to you. You too, Henry. I, I miss yeah, you. Yeah, and I miss you too. Ew. Sometime I'll <laughs> I'll bring by something by your house that only I would have, so that way I have an excuse to go over there and say hi. Yeah. Or to wave. I mean, I, wave from yeah. afar. Wave from afar. Yeah. Uh, but Henry, so close. <laughs> yes. Well, we hope everyone out there stay safe. Stay home if you can. Don't uh, inject cleaning products. No. Try to stay uh Inject yourself with a little bit of hope and happiness. And there you go. Not not chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... uh, that whole Tide Pod thing, dang. Oh yeah, big time. They were. It's back. <laughs> it's back, baby. <laughs> Anyway. Anyways, we we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, of a three hundred sixty nine thousand four hundred seventy seconds, as much as we did. And we'll see you next time. 